Washington County Sheriff's Department. Uh, hi, I would like to report a missing person. I see. Name? Steve Shives. Uh, funny name. Description? Uh, just under, just a hair under 6'1". Uh, slim build, beard, white dude. Okay. What was he wearing last time you saw him? Uh, Hagerstown Suns baseball cap and a Superman costume. Okay, give me a little bit more specific on the Superman costume. We're talking to Reeve Superman, Cavill Superman, Ralph Superman, what? Ralph Superman. Oh, him. See, we were reviewing Superman Returns for our podcast, and he just sort of lost it. Uh, he put on a costume and jumped through his window. Yeah, uh, he is a missing. We called him throwing cats into trees so he could rescue them. Wait a minute. Movie review podcast. Are you that asshole whose podcast made him go on a weird, angly Hulk rampage last year? Uh, wrong number! Superman will never- Wrong! Hello everyone and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. On this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is mixed. <laughs> right, Steve? <laughs> oh, you're being nice because it's my birthday. That's right. It's Steve's birthday. We're doing a movie that Steve likes that isn't a classic. And it isn't a classic, no, is it? You're, you're right. I, have, I am forced to agree. It is the <laughs> mutant bastard after nearly 20 years of development. <laughs> that is also sort of true. That's right. Warner Brothers had two miscarriages before it popped out this weird, weird, so, weird creature, right? It, it doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out the way the way you want it to. No, yeah. not at all. Hey, yeah. Steve, what movie are we reviewing for your birthday? For my birthday, we are reviewing the 2006 superhero epic. Yes. I'm trying to control it, okay? <laughs> it slipped out. I didn't mean to at, go... At, at long last, after years and years of jokes and jabs and jibes, we are finally <laughs> reviewing Superman Returns. Yay! Happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I I know that 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 this is costing you a lot of <laughs> a lot of emotional labor. As everybody knows, <laughs> I watched these movies twice, which brings the number of times that I've watched this movie to four. Ah. The first time was with my twin daughters, where they cried a lot. <laughs> Oh, so like the, me. The second time was by accident on Netflix where I just thought, maybe Steve's right. Was he? We'll find out. <laughs> and then two more times to review the fucking movie. So, Steve? Oh. Let's let's move on, shall we? Okay. Okay. Say, save that for later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's push it way down. <laughs> way down where it hurts. There you go. Steve? Mm-hmm. Do you have any trivia for this movie? I do. Hooray! <laughs> Who would have thought, right? <laughs> so, as you mentioned already, uh, Superman, in one form or another, was basically in development hell for the entirety of the 1990s. They yeah. tried multiple times to get a Superman live-action movie off the ground 
after Superman The Quest for Peace came out in 1987 and like just totally killed the franchise. It shit dead. the bed. <laughs> totally <laughs> killed it. Um, and numerous directors and scripts were attached to the project at various times. Yeah. The, one, the ones that everybody sort of know about are Tim Burton was attached to direct for a while. And even got, so even got far enough into where he was actually in pre-production before that mm. finally just didn't end up happening. That was the dark blue uh, suit with the yeah. blood red cape and the S looks like it's made out of knives. Yeah, and, uh, and Nick Cage. As and Superman. Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman. And also, uh, the script for a while was uh, to be written by Kevin Smith. That's and the, yeah. That's... Would, that, that was attached to the Burton version for a while. And, then and to Smith's that credit, and he tried to write a Superman story. He did, and actually for a, his, uh, a, a draft, one of Kevin Smith's drafts has been available online forever, and it's not terrible. I've read it. It's not great. It's not like exactly what I would necessarily want in a Superman movie. But it's movie, a draft. it's not bad. It yeah. wasn't finished. That's yeah. true. I think the, yeah, I think the version I read was one of the early drafts, and uh, and it, it wasn't bad. Like, it, you could see how that, it could have you know, been sort of worked into a decent movie. He um, had a lot of demands put on him to write that uh, script. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. John Peters, who remained the producer up until this movie, he was the producer on Superman Returns as well, uh, had a lot of very strange ideas about what a Superman movie should have in it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, and Kevin Smith had to sort of work through that. But, uh, mm -hmm. but anyway. But so, Smith was going to put Brainiac in it. Smith, yeah, the, the, the main villain was going to be Brainiac. Uh, I think there was going to be references at some point to the Bottle City of Candor, which yep. is this great old Silver Age Superman. It was concept. going to be a um, movie written by a comic book fan. Yeah, yeah, and and it, like I say, it may not have it. it there's a possibility that it could have turned into a decent movie. Yeah, um, and then uh, when Brian Singer was was ultimately hired to direct what eventually became Superman Returns, he tossed out the, the most recent script. When Singer came on was a draft written by J.J. Abrams, which I have also read, and was just awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was terrible. And I am not. I don't. I'm not. I, I, I'm not a J.J. Abrams hater. As people who listen to our show know, I don't think J.J. Abrams is a bad director or a bad writer. Mm -hmm. But his Superman screenplay was awful. I thought it was just dog shit. Yeah. Um, what happened in that one? That one was the one where instead of being a scientist, Jor-El was like Kryptonian royalty. Uh -huh. and, and he sent Kal-El to Earth, not because Krypton was about to be destroyed, but because there was going to be a civil war. Right. And he wanted Kal-El to like be safe from the civil war. And, right. Uh, and all, all also, Lex Luthor works for the CIA. Uh-huh. And he's secretly from Krypton, too. Wow. Isn't that a great idea? No. Uh, so Brian Singer tossed that script completely out and hired his own directors, the, or his own writers, the writers who right. have worked with him on, on other projects, and they mm -hmm. came up with something completely new for Superman Returns, and that's the, the script that they wound up shooting. Uh, so, so yeah, long story short, super, they, they tried really, really he hard. He gave for them long, what Warners wanted. Uh, yeah. A direct tie-in to the good Superman movies. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, was, it was a long time coming. Uh, you know, for Superman movies. It was almost 20 years between how, Superman how movies. How long? Most of the trivia on Amazon when I was watching it is about the other movies that weren't produced. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. There are, it, I mean, there were, uh, I think there was a script at one point by uh, Wesley Strick that was, yep. that was almost used like that was the script for a long time that i think tim burton almost shot um yeah so it was it was in development and mm -hmm. went through several different creative teams before this finally made it on screen so, so the restrictions um, i don't know if this is part of your your trivia but the restrictions that uh 
Peter's put on Kevin uh, yeah. Smith was that Superman was never going to wear the Superman costume. Yeah, he wasn't going to fly. He couldn't fly. <laughs> And that he had to fight a giant spider. He had to fight a giant spider. And also, didn't there wasn't there also, eventually he also added, I want there to be polar bears. Yeah, uh, Brainiac was supposed to fight polar bears. Yeah, I want to see a polar bear fight. Brainiac needed a funny sidekick robot. Yes, which is in the Kevin Smith draft that I read. Also, Superman yeah. was going to have a funny dog character like, soup, like Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, there was, it's just, okay, sure, <sighs> sure. Yeah, and I, uh, I Kevin Smith told a, told a story uh, about how uh, early in when early in his involvement, John Peters said, "You know who I would love to get to play Superman? I'd love to get Sean Penn to play Superman." And Kevin Smith you know, was in- why? And he, oh yeah, Kevin Smith was intrigued. He said, "Well, how come?" And he's and John Peters apparently he said, "Oh, because I just saw him in Dead Man Walking, and he's got the eyes, man. He's got the eyes of a fucking killer." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to, to which Kevin Smith replied. Dude, it's Superman. It's Superman. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you want someone who reminds you of a killer <laughs> to play Superman? But whatever. That none of that ended up happening. So anyway, so this is the movie we ended up getting after all these years of development. Um, yeah. Uh, it is generally regarded as a flop at the box office, even though it actually outgrossed Batman Begins, which opened the year before and was considered a success. I think one of the reasons why Superman Returns is considered a failure, even though it made more money than Batman Begins, is because it had a much bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, it would the, the, there were such high expectations. Like oh, this is people the first, were talking about this movie yeah. way before it came out. This was the first big screen Superman in almost twenty years, and the fact that it just did pretty good at the box office instead of being like and also don't forget this was after Spider Man and Spider Man Two mm-hmm. that had been and the X Men movies that had been really 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 successful. Like the, yeah. I mean, the the original the first Sam Raimi's first Spider Man made half a billion dollars in the United States alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Superman Returns falling well short of that mark, still still a respectable gross, but nowhere near that level. That nope. it, it was branded as a failure because of that. Yep. Um, so also, uh, because the, of the fact that it was, it was a disappointment at the box office, there was never a sequel to the film. Nope. Uh, which, given recent revelations about Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer, is probably a blessing in disguise, um, because I only have to feel weird about one Superman movie that I like instead of a whole bunch. <laughs> uh, and uh, but there was never so there was never a cinematic sequel. But uh, this this past year, Brandon Routh did finally reprise his version of Superman unofficially. Yes, he finally reprised his version of Superman on uh, TV on the CW's. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which took place between all of these the, the DC Comics TV mm-hmm. shows as a part of the Arrowverse, and yeah. in DC that, Comics TV, where they get their heroes right, <laughs> where they know what they're doing, and for some reason the movie made by just people who love the out. characters and the history of DC Comics and yeah. treat them with a certain amount of respect, right? And huh. know how to make it so that it's fun, but also you can have an emotional investment in it. It's mm-hmm. weird how you can do that. Um, but yeah, isn't so, embarrassed by characters like, oh, I don't know, Killer Shark, King Shark. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, surprised Mr. Uh, Mitzel Pudelik hasn't shown up yet. I know. Well, you know what? They're doing a Superman show now, so maybe he'll show up in that. Cool. They're doing Superman and Lois. 
So oh, maybe, are they? maybe yeah, yeah, which cool. I'm really I'm super looking forward to because the Arrowverse version of Superman, the non-Brandon Ralph Arrowverse version of Superman is awesome. He's very um, awesome. He's really, really great. But anyway, so Brandon Ralph got to play his Superman again as a part of that, and they also made his his fate sort of similar to Superman in Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Although then at the end it sort of implied that history has been changed and his more tragic elements have been erased. So he right. gets kind of it's implied that he does ultimately get kind of a happy ending. Yeah. Um so that's nice as as a fan of as a fan of this movie it was nice to see Brandon Routh play Superman again and you know to and to sort I of I will get, openly admit yeah. when he appeared I I wasn't surprised because the TV shows actually do things like that. They yeah. appreciate their fans. Yeah. And also the amount of care they took in incorporating the plot of it is they have it's basically Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you're yeah. not a comic book fan, you don't know anything about it, but it's basically DC wanted to bring in all of its heroes from its different realities and put them into one reality. So that meant destroying the other um, alternate universes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did things like they incorporated uh, 1960s Batman, yeah. the, mov- the movies, the most recent movies, all of their TV shows, regardless of what channel they were appearing on. Yeah. Like Doom Patrol and a whole bunch of other stuff. It was it was nice to see him. I, I will openly admit, I am not a fan of this movie, but it was nice to see him in the suit because yeah. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. <laughs> we, we've all seen worse, haven't we? But anyway, so that's that's pretty much it for my trivia. Hooray! So let's get in who made it. Let's do it. Steve, you might want to plug up your ears, okay, baby doll? Oh, okay, honey. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your your birthday, but here we go. I already know who made it. I know you know who made it, sweetie pie. <laughs> but I don't. I just don't want to hurt you. Okay? You don't have to. You don't have to say nice things about the bad people. <laughs> I, I, I wish you wouldn't. It was directed by Brian Singer. You know him. He's a accused multiple pederast. Produced by Brian Singer. <laughs> Same as the last time we did both. Produced by John Peters, who has recently been accused of sexual assault in 2011. Hmm. This is great. Oh, boy. Isn't Hollywood a wonderland? (laughs) Also produced by Gilbert Adler, who uh, co-founded Dark Castle um, Productions. And uh, he's worked on such great films as Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight. Screenplay by Michael Doherty. And um, he also co-wrote X2. Um, he wrote Trick or Treat, which is a fantastic Hollywood horror movie. It's kind of a cult classic. If you haven't seen it, see it. And also Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Ooh. Dan Harris, who uh, screen, there were three, two screenwriters. The other was Dan Harris, and he co-wrote uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh. Yeah, well, now that, that one. <laughs> the not so good one. Uh-huh. Story by Brian Singer. I'm not saying it again. Michael Doherty, yeah, and also Dan Harris. Based on characters created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Now, I know that DC really wants me to say based on characters created by DC, but fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, DC. That we w- that was settled in the 70s. The creators get credit. It was, but in the movie, they do both. That's Yeah, they, yeah, they, they only credit on... They only credit them for being the people who invented Superman. That's true. When, in point of fact, they worked on that comic for a little while and did create a lot of the characters. They created quite a few of the of the central characters that things we still that they use didn't to this create were, were like things. They didn't create Kryptonite. That right. came later. That was know. from the radio show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring 
Brandon Routh is Clark Kent and Superman. And you know him from TV. Yep. And he auditioned for this role three times. Yes, he did. See, he was also uh, he also auditioned in the previous two uh, Superman Lives and Superman Flyby. Yeah. Whoever one thought of, yeah, that yeah. was a good name for a movie, I don't know. <laughs> Well, the guy attached to direct. Well, it wasn't one of them. One of them was going to be directed by McGee, and the other one was going to be directed by fucking Brett Ratner. Yeah, Brett so Ratner and neither McGee. one of them would have been good. Brett Ratner left because they couldn't agree on who to cast for Superman, and a lot of it, you know, Cavill was also in that lineup. Yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, uh, my personal favorite to play Superman, I can't remember his name now, so I don't know why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> du- duly noted. I I see him in my I see him in my head. And I know what movies he's been in, but I, uh, he was in Magic Mike. What's his oh, name? Oh, oh, yes. You have, you, you have mentioned this to me before. Oh, yeah. now, I, now I can't think of his name. No, neither can I. Oh, the, the audience knows. <laughs> Don't look it up. I'm looking it up. Old man Jason doesn't remember names no more. He just remembers his dance. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Thank you, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum has always been my pick for Superman. And funny enough, he's the one that provides the voice of Superman in the Lego movies. Oh, hey, well, there you go. You got your wish. Uh-huh. Uh, Kate Bosworth is Lois Lane. And do you know some of the people that were up for this part? Oh, there. Uh, I know one of them was Amy Adams, who eventually played her in... Mm-hmm. Uh, who unfortunately played her in some later films. The other two were Claire Danes <laughs> and Carrie Russell. Both would have been decent choices, mm-hmm. I think. James Marston is Richard White, and you know him from X-Men, mm-hmm. Enchanted, and Westworld. He's a great actor. He's terrific, and he's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Frank Langella is Perry White, and you know him as Skeletor. <laughs> yes. He said he'd be back, just not and, as that character. And Dracula. He's played Dracula before, and Richard Nixon <laughs> and stuff. Um, you know who they wanted? Who they originally oh, uh, asked? Uh, yeah. Ori- well, originally they wanted Hugh Laurie. I don't know why I'm asking him. He knows but, everything about but he could. I, it wasn't. It, w- it was because of house, right? He couldn't get away to. I don't know what his was, reason was. I think know? he was doing house at the time, and they couldn't get away, which mm-hmm. is weird because house was also produced by Brian Singer. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Eva Marie Saint as Martha Kent, and you know her from On the Waterfront and a long, long acting career. She has like five lines, or <laughs> maybe a, just a f- yeah. She doesn't have too many. She lines. She doesn't have a whole bunch. Yeah, not too many lines. No. Parker Posey is Kitty Kowalski, and she's the queen of the indies. Everyone knows who she is. She's been on TV. She's done tons of little independent films. Hey, Steve, I have a question. Uh-huh. I have a question. So sure. the premise of this movie is that it takes place five years after Superman 2. Yes. Right? That's the okay. general idea. It's yeah. the general idea. Yeah. Okay, now I want you to picture Margot Kidder, who originally played Lois Lane. I can picture her in my mind. Okay, now uh, put a, a bland smear of white, that is Kate Bosworth, next to Parker Posey. <laughs> Between those two actresses, uh-huh. which one seems a better fit to step into the role that Margot Kidder created? You know, I would say probably Parker Posey. Uh-huh. So how come she isn't doing... Oh, well, that's right. It's a Hollywood movie. And they want to correct all the mistakes from the 1970s. And Margaret Kidder was a little too harsh. And they need to make Lois Lane dumb and deceitful. And, you know, 
just an awful person all around. So, and we don't want her to look like Margot Kidder either. I don't get it. Every time I see Margot Kidder in uh, Margot Kidder, every time I Parker see Parker Posey. Posey in this movie, I can see her playing that part. Right? She would have been great. I agree. If it was she written a great. little bit better. Yeah, if it was written a little bit better. She w- she definitely is a better fit for the Margot Kidder type Lois. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. The only way that she re- resembles the Margot Kidder type Lois is that people mention how she's the tough as nails character. There's nothing like that present here, but, <laughs> but they mention it. So I guess it's the same person, right, Steve? Yeah, well, it is. She is She is supposed to be the same person, yes. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah. Cal Penn as Stanford. And you know him from Harold and Kumar and yeah. TV. And he worked for President Obama. Yeah. He's a decent dude. Yeah, he is. Sam Huntington is Jimmy Olsen. And you'll know him from Being Human. It was on TV for a little while. And he did a bunch of other TV. (sighs) One more. (laughs) No, there's more than that. (laughs) Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. And you know him. He's an accused multiple pederast. Yeah, and he's in the movie a lot. And he's ruined so many of my favorite movies that I'll <laughs> never see again. <laughs> I'll never see The Usual Suspects again. And I'll have to stop watching Seven at a certain point in the film. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Marlon Brando is Jor-El. Yeah, they dug up the corpse of Marlon Brando, sucked his ghost out, and shoved him in the movie, didn't hey, they, Steve? He, he's dead, so we can't sue him for extra money now. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they got the rights to use his likeness, and they stuck him in the movie. Tristan Lake LeBeau as Jason White, the little kid. Yep. Nothing. 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 He went on to do a soap opera or some shit. Oh, good for him. Peter Wilson as the NASA spokeswoman, Bobby Fay. Jack Larson as the bartender. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Who's Jack Larson? What's he famous for? Why Jack- do you get such a tiny, sp- tiny part where he's uh, with Jimmy Olsen most of the time? Jack Larson is, for my money, the best live-action Jimmy Olsen ever. He was, uh-huh. Jimmy, he was Jimmy Olsen in the uh, 1950s Adventures of Superman show with George Reeves. That's right. Yeah. Also, Noelle Neal. She plays Gertrude Vanderworth. She has one of the ickiest lines in this movie. <laughs> I hey, know just, Steve. I know just which line you mean. Why is she famous? Why she, what else has she done? She was uh, Lois Lane for most of the Adventures of Superman TV series. She wasn't Lois in the first season. The and first the season, serials. And the serials. That's right. Yes, that's right. She was the serials. Uh, the first season of the Adventures of Superman show, Lois was actually played by Phyllis Coates, who was mm. awesome, was a fantastic Lois. Noel mm-hmm. Neal was also a very good Lois, but I prefer Phyllis Coates. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Richard Branson as the engineer <laughs> aboard the space shuttle. Blink and you'll miss him. <laughs> He's the rich guy who just wanted to be in the movie. And Ian Roberts as Henchman. He's an Australian rugby player, and he's in this because I guess he looks tough or something. I don't care. He's mean looking. Music by John Ottman. Actually, the original theme, the one that we like, is from John Williams. But he's also done all of the other Brian Singer movies. He's probably a pederast. (laughs) He's been to those parties. (laughs) I don't know, but maybe, possibly. I don't. Yeah, John, if you're innocent... Choose better friends. If dude. you're yeah, if you're if you're a good dude, I apologize. Yes. Cinematography by Newton Thomas Siegel. He's done a lot. He's done a lot of movies. 
edited by John Ottman. Yeah, that's right. John Ottman is not only a composer, but he's also an editor. Yeah. So he had two chores on this movie. He's Number a double one, threat. Make this make sense. And two, <laughs> try to make music that sounds like somebody else. And also Elliot Graham. And his most recent movie of note was Captain Marvel. Ooh. Production companies. Legendary Pictures. DC Comics. Peter's Entertainment and Bad Hat Harry Productions. Are they even a thing anymore? Does does he work? Bad Hat Harry Productions is the one that Brian Singer yeah. has, and I don't think they do anything anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're getting too much work these days. Nope. Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, it was released on June twenty eighth, two thousand six. Running time. F- fuck you. <laughs> That's not what it says. That's what I see when I see the number of minutes. That's what my heart tells me. That's what I see. I see numbers, but they kind of squirm around on the screen and turn into fuck you. They give me the finger and spit at me and laugh in my face. (laughs) 154 minutes. Budget, $223 million. Box office, $391.1 million. So it did make its money back. It wasn't a super hit. It was in the top 10 for the year. Yeah. But Warner Brothers was like, not everybody loved it. And we worked this long on this. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to reboot it probably in about five, six years. And then everybody's going to hate that one too. Uh-huh. Never before has such a simple character <laughs> been so fucked over by Hollywood. Why can't we make a Superman movie that people like? Mm-hmm. We did it twice. Weird how they stuck to the character. <laughs> well, and it's like weird how they can do it on TV. Uh-huh. Like, there have been multiple Superman live-action TV shows that have been pretty good. But every time Hollywood gets their hands on them, they fuck them up. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, Steve. Yeah. Go ahead and put on the cape. Way ahead of you. I'm going to put on... I can't even do that. I can't even dress up like Lex Luthor no. in this movie because it makes me feel gross and you dirty. You don't want to. You don't want to. You, you could, make, you, what? You, you could be Perry White. Oh, boy. Fewer, Yay! <laughs> fewer lines to learn. You know what? I'm going to be the actual hero in this movie. Oh, okay. And I'm going to <laughs> dress up like James Mars did. Oh, you're my second favorite character in the movie. He should be your first. I anyway. Know. <laughs> we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, let's let's uh, fly. Let's fly. Yes, let's fly. In, into the world of Superman Returns. Steve, take it away. Yay! <laughs> um, well, as all great, exciting action movies ought to begin, we begin with an opening title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, because that, we're dumb. We're dumb. That, that lays out the situation. It gives us a really brief summary of Superman's origin that he was... Why know, write something... In... Yeah, why write anything clever? Number one, why <laughs> tell us something we already know? Number two, why not that? Be, why doesn't this stuff be present in dialogue? Well, I mean, you, technically, other than the fact that Superman has been away for a while, we don't really need to know any Five of this. Five years. Uh, and, be, and that is established in dialogue. So technically, we don't really need the opening title at all. 
uh, because nope. we, we get everything we need from dialogue eventually. Mm -hmm. But it just sets up this, the, the premise that super, it tells us really briefly who Superman is and where he came from. And then it explains that uh, five years ago, astronomers discovered the remains of Krypton and Superman left to go mm -hmm. see what was going on with Krypton. And to he, go and, stare at it. And he hasn't <laughs> been seen since. So the, the basic setup as we start the movie is that Superman has been away from Earth for several years. Now, I know that there's a cut scene that shows him going to Krypton and, oops, yeah. it's filled with kryptonite. Bad move. And then he just leaves. So yeah. he's there for about 10 minutes and then he goes back yeah. to Earth. So two, two and a half years out, two and a half years back, five minutes, yeah. he realizes fuck up. And number two, <laughs> what was he expecting to find, really? You know, it's, it's just like the dude, uh, you know, in the Dirty Harry movie after he had fired all his bullets. I just got to know. That was it. Superman just had to know. Hey, Steve. Yeah, man. Since this is a direct sequel from Superman 2, uh -huh. do you remember what Superman said to the President of the United States? <laughs> he said, I won't let you down again. And then he fucked off. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Well, he, hey, Superman, look, Krypton. Gotta go, Mr. President. Goodbye, Mr. President. See ya. I'm gonna go to this place that's filled with shit that will probably kill me. Yeah. Well, he just. To he, find a corpse or something, I, I don't know. Hoping he could find like his mom and dad's corpse just floating around, frozen in space. Also, um, right after that crawl, we get the Superman music, the Krypton yes. Superman music, which and is some of my favorite music ever. Oh, it's a great theme, yeah. We pan out from Krypton, and then we see it centered around uh, Krypton's red sun. Right. And then Krypton's red sun takes a shit and explodes. <laughs> yes. And then we see Krypton atomized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of breaks into chunks. Yeah. So, Steve? Yes. Yes, I'm. There's no sun. Right. There's no Krypton. Correct. Now, I realize due to light travel that more than likely the scientists discovered... You know, they're seeing an old, basically an old photograph of Krypton. Yes. Where this was long before we started discovering planets. Um, but no, no sun and no Krypton. Uh huh. So when Superman got out there, he's like, "Oh, it's empty space." <laughs> <Yes>. Oh shit! <laughs> he's checking. So his, he's ask, checking his I, map, going, "Is this I even ask it? A, Yeah, he's checking his map and his little crystal ship. <laughs> Okay, so that we see that explode, and then we get what um, Brian Singer likes to do in a lot of his superhero movies, and that is a highly dynamic, prolonged CGI cartoon yeah. as we shoot through space, right? Yeah. Which is r reminiscent, and you're going to hear this a lot, of the original Superman movies. Oh, yeah. Because we spent some time flying through space as the credits go by as slowly as humanly possible. <laughs> All the credits. <laughs> He imitates the way they flash and zoom towards. Yeah, the, it's it's know. one of it's one of the unfortunate uh, trends that the Richard Donner Superman movie started, which is the incredibly overlong flashy credit sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for Alien and Star Wars and Blade Runner and a bunch of other movies that are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not every movie does it, but yeah, yeah, you know, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, all of them. They have the right into it. You're right into it. Get the bare minimum. Get in it. That's. I mean, that's what I prefer. Mm -hmm. But no, we need to know everyone that made it and everyone that's in it. And right? we and we need to see all the cool planets. Yeah, they're great. The cool planets. They're so they're so great. Anyway, it's moving around, and John Williams' original score for Superman comes up. Yeah. And you can't help but feeling a little bit because it's you know the Superman music. It's great. Yeah. It's it's one of the great scores ever. Yeah. Right. Cut to. 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what had happened was Lex Luthor got out of prison for reasons Wait, that what for reasons that aren't really there aren't really explored ever and aren't explored at all yet. They but, are. But what's happening? Well, yeah, it's sort of hand waved. I mean, it's explained a little bit. Um, Lex Luthor is he has married a rich old widow and now she's dying. Yeah, and, he, and, and, she, and he fucked her. He fucked her a real lot, good. Apparently, he fucked her real good because he, he part, wanted that part money. of those elephant ears and went to town because he wanted that money. <laughs> God damn it, he wanted she's that got money. Two little pom pomeranians. Yeah. And uh, her family is outside the bedroom door pleading with her that he's a fraud and he's a con man and he just wants mm -hmm. her money. And mm -hmm. she's inside basically saying, you're my, you're, you, you, oh, you fucked me so good. You get all my mm -hmm. money. And he's yeah. like, cool. So she's like, she's signing a, a. And he married her. He married her. Yeah. So she's signing this contract to give him all, to give him the inheritance. And she, of course, because it's a movie, she dies in the middle of signing it. So Lex picks up the pen in her fingers and finishes signing her signature. Immedi mm -hmm. immediately takes off his wedding band, drops it in the glass by the bedside where her false teeth are. Right, <laughs> despite the fact that we saw her teeth while she was talking. Well, they were her spare set. I get it. And uh, and and he goes out into the hallway, and we see Lex, and he's got his he's got a wig on. We know because we know Lex wears a wig, and uh, yeah, because the past good Lex Luthor, the past Lex, wig. the Gene Hackman Lex, which theoretically this is the same version of, uh, <laughs> always wore always wore a wig. So and all the all the families shocked outside the bedroom, and they're all like staring at Lex. Lex pulls off his wig, revealing his bald head, gives the wig to a little girl, and says, you can have that, the rest is mine. And the little girl right. screams bloody murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, I think it's a good thing. Hey, scene, Steve, but, do yeah. you remember how many life sentences they said um, Lex Luthor received in Superman 2? I believe the, the line in Superman 2 was life plus 25. Nope, <laughs> so. that's not the line. He was, he, was, he was serving 56 consecutive life sentences. Well, that's, that's even more. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. But somehow this rich old broad managed to get him out of a maximum security prison. Yep. Because good behavior. <laughs> sure, Actually, we do find we find out a little bit yeah. after because it's Superman's fault. It's a little bit Superman's fault. Yeah. It's mostly yeah. Superman's fault. Yeah. Anyway, so we he's leaving, and we cut to there's a boat model. Yeah. And then we cut to Kansas. And old lady's farting around in her house, and then she sees a nuclear bomb go off in her <laughs> in her cornfield. In her cornfield, and she's like, "Let me drive out and see what that's all about." Oh, my sunny boy's probably home, and she oh, goes out there. That'll be Clark. And we see a ship that looks almost exactly like the same ship that he arrived in years before, right? In Superman One, and he comes stumbling out. And they then have a they sit down. And she said, "What'd you see?" And he said, "This is a graveyard." And what he should have said was, it was just a blank, empty void of space. There was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing. Like like nothing. Like nothing. And she's like, oh, dear. Well, I told what you not to go, you dumbass. Yeah. Where? What do we cut to next? Uh, do we cut? Oh, to, he has the, a flashback. He has a flashback to when he was a kid. And why? Well, I, I, do, you want, do, you, do you want to know why? Why? I, there is a very good reason why. Is there? Yes, Absolutely. Because it sets us up for how Jason is able to push the piano later in the movie. What? 
because okay, let me let's describe the scene. He he flashes back to when he was a little kid, maybe right. I, he looks like what, about 10, 12 years old, something like that. I don't care. And he's running through the cornfield and then he and he's jumping in human speeds. Yeah, at, at like really super fast speeds and he and he's jumping you know, like super far, right? And mm-hmm. and he jumps and he fi- he kind of trips over the roof of the house and goes tumbling through crashes yeah. through the roof of the barn and right as he's about to smash into the floor of the barn, he stops and he realizes that he's levitating. Mm-hmm. And so presumably we're, we're led to believe this is the first time he's ever done this because he can't, he doesn't quite know what's going on. It's like right. just pure instinct, like the power right. just kicked in. Um, yeah. So he was, he discovered he was able to do something that he didn't know he could do. And probably, and still, and if we take that this is the same Superman as the Christopher Reeve Superman, right. uh, didn't learn to control for many years later because he, he still wasn't flying at the beginning of the, of the, the Christopher Reeve Super. He didn't fly until he actually, you know, went Got to the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he discovers he has this ability that is triggered by instinct that he can't really control at will. Um, and that to me is there not only to just have a cute little Superman flashback, but also because later in the movie, which we'll get to, uh, Jason, who turns out to be Superman's kid, demonstrates having super strength. And he only does it once, um, uh-huh. but he does it in a very stressful situation. So I feel right. like that, that that's meant to set us up for the fact that, you know, sometimes the superpowers come out and you can't control them, but they come out in like when hey, you Steve. when you need them to happen. Yeah. Yes. In this scene when he's talking to his mother about what he found on Krypton. Yeah. Why does Superman have a flashback to this funny little scene of him running around in oh, a cornfield? It's not the same scene. He has the flashback when he's out playing with the dog. Oh right. When he throws yeah, the, he the th- ball. Yeah. And it crashes through a high school and kills three people. Exactly. It like lands, it crashes through somebody's roof like 20 miles away. And they're like, uh-huh. oh my God, what happened? Clips off a grandma's leg or something. The dog is like, what the fuck, man? Okay, so why why is he having that flashback while he's throwing at his dog? Crypto. Well, he's, cause he's I like, wanted him to say, good boy, Crypto. Couldn't get that. He's, he's looking out over the field. He's home for the first time in five years. He's probably just feeling a little nostalgic. That's all. He just woke up in his old room, you know? Yeah. What do we cut to? Do we, Then do we cut to Lex and company at the Fortress of Solitude? Uh, yeah. So yeah. They Lex take, is stolen the, the boat. Yeah. They take the boat. The to yacht. The, yeah. Up to the, the up helicopter. North. Yeah. And this is great. This is one of my favorite things ever. They show the boat. It's anchored off off of these glaciers, right? Right. And it's about 20 yards away from the glaciers, but the helicopter is landed. So they literally took the helicopter to go over 10 yards worth of water <laughs> and then landed it, and then they're going to walk the rest of the way. the rest of the way, yeah. Rather than take the helicopter all the way there because we need them to walk to Superman's Fortress of Solitude, right? Yes, great filmmaking anyway so they get there and lex luther has been there before he was there in superman 2 right um but now he knows how to use everything because i guess he found the user's manual in superman 2 sure because he comes up and he gets all the crystals out and jor-el pops out and goes oh my son (laughs) let me tell you some more about the filthy stink apes that you're trapped with you're not (laughs) one of the you'll never be you're going to live forever. You'll see them die out. Anyway, um, ask me anything. And Lex Luthor's like, tell me everything, starting with crystals. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Then what? Then I think we cut to Metropolis. 
And Clark Kent's back. Clark is back. And he got his old job back at the Daily Planet because somebody else who was working there died. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Great. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Olsen is there, and yeah. he's got a cake that someone's already eaten. It looks like a carrot cake yeah. or something. And then he finds out about Lois. What's Lois been up to in the last five years, Steve? Well, first of all, uh, she has just won a Pulitzer Prize for writing... For her article called what? Called... I'm angry because my boyfriend left? No, not exactly. Um, well, exactly that, but it's, okay. It's called Why the World Doesn't Need Superman. Which she wrote after Which he left after without he... saying goodbye. Yeah, and... And it is not at all her no. being a petty, angry woman. D- no, it is not. I, that is not how I interpret that at all. But we, we you should we because that's talk, what the that's what the filmmakers intended. We, we can talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we, and, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I bet we are. And also, uh, she has a son. Oh, yay! A and, son and a fiance. And her fiance oh. is is Richard White, who is Perry White's nephew, who is also one of the editors at at the newspaper. Right. And Superman's all like, "What?" She didn't wait for me. <laughs> she didn't wait for me, even she, though I left without saying goodbye. Also, why did I leave without saying goodbye? She hasn't been celibate for the last five years. She, she was supposed to wait. Now she's got a bubba. Go. She's got a bubba. She's going to get married to a guy five years oh, later after <laughs> they had a bubba? Oh, God, look at him. He's so handsome. Fuck. And she doesn't like me no more? This is bullshit. <laughs> But Lois is... <laughs> Jimmy Lois, has been backing away this whole yeah. time. He's like, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> and, then, and then Jimmy sees that he's upset because he cracked... Here's some fun anger. Yeah, he yeah. cracked the, the picture frame yeah. of the picture of Lois moving on with her life yeah. with her fiancé and yeah. their child. And Jimmy says, maybe you should drink a lot. That was <laughs> good. Let's get you some booze, buddy. Let's get you some booze. Then they go down to a bar. Then we cut to Lex Luthor, and they're back in the house, and there's a funny dog cannibalism joke. Yeah. One of the dogs ate one of the other dogs. Because, yeah, they were locked up there, apparently, on uh-huh. their own. None of her family members decided to take the dogs with them as they left. They're not dog people. Look, okay. They're, they're, look, you know what? You know what? You know what? I it's they're they're it's a rich family, and they're all fucking scumbags. They didn't seem to be. They were pounding on the door saying, "We love you. Please don't do this." Because they wanted because the money. Lex because they Luther, wanted the money. Who attempted to kill millions of people? <laughs> ah, just you know, he's been misunderstood. Please don't give this psychopath all of your money. <laughs> Please don't do this. <laughs> One of the guys, one of the family members, when he comes out of that room, is in a fucking wheelchair, for God's sake. Yeah, well, you know, he probably... But we needed the funny dog cannibalism joke. probably a soldier of fortune. He probably murders and children. we need to have the joke underlined yeah. by Parker Posey. Yeah, yeah, says, Kitty Wasn't says, there Wasn't two there dogs? Two yeah. <laughs> Weren't there two of them? Yeah. And anyway, apparently, um, while Lex was fucking this old lady yeah. he built a model in the basement he built the world's greatest train set that's right yeah and he's he said i got an idea and they cut off a little tiny a little tiny piece of the crystal and they drop it in some water in the lake in the model and then there's a power surge right right the, there, yeah all the all the power goes off which is bad because lois lane is apparently nasa has lost its fucking mind because they're going to launch a space shuttle from a 747. Yeah. And so this this brand new space shuttle is on top of the 747. And NASA said, you know what? Let's just pack that 747 with as many reporters as possible. So that if anything should go wrong, 
they'll all die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was NASA's way of saying, look, if the space shuttle doesn't work, at least we can kill some reporters. Uh-huh. But the Lislane is there, yeah. and she's getting the, uh, we get the entire thing about how the 747, it'll undock and it'll fly, and the space shuttle will fly off into space, and then all the power goes off because of Lex Luthor, and um, they lose all of their power, and then, uh-oh, their clamps are still locked, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah, there's some kind of malfunction when the power comes back on, and the, the shuttle can't detach itself from the 747. That's right, but yeah. no one notices that. Well, not right away, but I mean, they, they notice not it. Not at all. They, they notice don't notice eventually. a fucking thing. They notice it eventually it's when they try not to like detach. There's 80 people in a control room monitoring all the systems. Oh, wait, yeah, there is. But not one of them. I guess the guy <laughs> who monitored to make it. sure they, they that the shuttle they... <laughs> detaches from the 747 <laughs> they didn't go, it hey, when wait. They try, when they try to detach and it doesn't work, they notice wait. it. Wait. After it's <laughs> after it's launched, after it oh. If you want to okay. complain, listen. If you want to complain about the plot holes, how, why wasn't there some kind of a way to abort the countdown? Because that's what there wasn't. Up, that's no, what ends up is... causing the trouble. Is that for some reason they can't? The, the engines are automatically We're... timed to fire, and they can't stop it for some reason. We're talking about NASA <laughs> that decided to have its press conference on the seven forty seven directly underneath the shuttle. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, uh, everything is going weird and crazy in the basement, and then all the power goes out, and, and Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are in a bar, and they're like, oh, no, a calamity. And that's when we get the John Williams music again as as yeah. Clark is guy. He's got to save him, yeah. right? This looks like a job for Superman. Because, yeah, the, the shuttle won't detach and its afterburners have gone off and it's taking the 747 into space. Yeah. That's not good. That's, no, it's they're, not. They're not supposed to fly in space, those 747s. Those 747 is traveling at such a speed it should have torn itself apart, but yeah. it's going into space. Yep. And Superman's like, oh no. And he <laughs> goes up and he, and he grabs the shuttle and he uses his heat vision to burn away the, the connection points. Yeah. And then he helps the shuttle, even though it doesn't really need help going up into space because it's got this big engine on the back and it <laughs> was dragging an entire 747 into space. He's like, got to make sure the shuttle gets out there. And he gets up there and he gives a little push and he's like, bye-bye. In the meantime, the 747 goes so high that they lose gravity in the 747. Right. When they start to fall back down, they lose gravity. Yeah. No. <clears throat> They're, they lose gravity, and we see it, and it's just, like, kind of hovering. And then, as it starts to fall down, all shit breaks loose inside the cabin. And, you know, Lois isn't wearing her seatbelt, because no. it's Lois, I guess. She's dumb. <laughs> and everyone sees everything floating, and Lois becomes so amazed that she's floating that she's reaching out for pen. In fact, everyone seems so amazed that they're floating. I would like to say, at this point, mm -hmm. that they've been screaming because they've been attached to a shuttle going into space, that as soon as they l lost gravity, they would all fucking freak out. <laughs> Not be amazed by, art by the gravity being gone. They would just freak the fuck out. <laughs> but... Then, yeah. then they they start diving down. Now the tail has been on fire because the shuttle right. started shooting and it caught the tail on fire. I would also like to point out if they were so high up in the air that they lost gravity, the seven forty seven should have burned up in Earth's atmosphere as it fell back. Right. Yeah. Sure. But it doesn't. Right. Also, it should have imploded. 
but that didn't happen oh, oh, either. Kind of, there are all kinds of things that would happen if this happened in reality, for sure. Yeah. So they're all screaming and falling back to Earth, and then Superman realizes, oh, maybe I should have concentrated on the 747. So, whoops. Let's There's only like four dudes on the shuttle, and the other one is packed with you. Now Superman's like, time to see if I still got it. And Superman goes down there, and uh, he, he's kind of rusty. He doesn't, yeah, it takes a few tries for him to finally get the situation under yeah, control. Yeah, 747's in a, a kind of a flat spin, so he grabs one of the wings, and the wing shears off. And he's like, oh no, and now it's really falling bad, and the other wing breaks off. And he's like, whoa no, what am I going to do? And the tail forgot that it was on fire at some point, and he... <laughs> He gets in front of it and is going to slow it down because it's about to crash into what, Steve? A baseball stadium. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, baby, America. God bless America. Next up, number zero, zero, <laughs> death. <laughs> <laughs> but he stops it, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, He slows it, it down. It, and, it lands and safely on the baseball field. And this whole sequence, we're, we're introduced to a brand new Superman character. CGI Superman. <laughs> he sure is good at stopping planes. Yeah, he sure is good at living right in the <laughs> middle of the uncanny goddamn valley, <laughs> isn't he, Steve? <laughs> anyway, um, he drops, he gets, he grabs it, and he lowers it back down, and he goes on board, and then he rips off a line from Superman 1, Yeah, and, Lo and Lois sees him, and she's like, oh, he's back. I guess I do like him again, and then she faints. Right. Because of all of the fucking lies that she's been telling over the last five years. <laughs> well, and also because that's what Margot Kidder did during the, the first movie. It's sort of a, you know, mm -hmm. a callback it's to an, that. Yeah. A callback. Yeah. Or a ripoff or whatever. <laughs> an homage. Everyone in the baseball stadium is like, thank God the He's Savior back. has returned. Yay. The president is so bad. Uh-huh. And we briefly cut back to the mansion where we drop the little thing in the water. And it, what happened, Steve? Well, uh, a great big Kryptonian crystal grew up out of where the little piece was dropped. Right. Yeah. And great. It, That's what a, is wow, like, what a great thing. Lex is like, this gives me a crazy idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cut back to the Daily Planet. Everybody's there. Perry White's like, all right, Superman's back. Uh, let's, let's do this <laughs> Our thing. Our newspaper is saved. Let's do it. Let yeah. Internet, what's that? Anyway, <laughs> like, come on, we're gonna do it. Everyone, go. Lois, get in here. Yeah, and Lois is the only one who doesn't want to w talk about Superman because she thinks it's more important to figure out what that power surge was that caused every caused all the electronics to malfunction. And Perry White's like, shut up. Your Fuck vagina you. dictates what you want. Yeah, you. For, and what you cares. want is Superman. Superman. No one cares about that. No one cares about what caused the crash. We're Germans. We're Americans. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> We're Americans. We don't care about what causes things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, you're going to, everything is about Superman now. We're changing the name to the Daily Superman. And you're going to go, <laughs> you're going to do something. I don't know what you're, you're not going to listen to me. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. So Lois goes out and Lois, Lois and Clark actually Wait, meet. Yeah. This is when Clark meets little Jason. Mo yeah. J yeah. Little Jason's like, hello, I'm a cute little kid. And he's like. No, he doesn't even get that far. He says hello. And then he shoves a goddamn inhaler yeah. in his mouth. Well, you know. And. Yeah. And takes a big draft of inhaler because we're going to have this fucking trope in the movie. Kid who doesn't really need an inhaler 
always, <laughs> well, not always, but using an inhaler once to signify that he's sickly and I, weak. I don't really need it. This thing is full of cocaine. Dear everyone, here is the message that that sends. Number one, if you use an inhaler, you're sickly and weak. Number two, you don't really need it. Right, Steve? Well, I mean, I never really needed mine. I'm surprised there wasn't a scene where he reaches up his inhaler, looks at it, and then throws it over his shoulder. Cr crushes it in his fist. <laughs> Quick question, Steve. Yes. How old is this child? I I have no idea. supposed to, what, maybe four or five, something like that? I mean, tr well, if he, doesn't if he is who they say he is, he's, he's less than five. He's got to be less than five. He's got to be less than five, but he don't look yeah. like no fucking four-year-old, does Not he? Not so much. Well, he's, you know, he grows Or a five-year-old. He grows fast, you know. Okay, before we keep going, I just want to know, how much slack do you have? I want to make sure you have plenty of slack to cut as we continue on with the plot of this movie. Oh, no. You have enough? I got enough. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> I got, I got plenty left, believe me. No matter who his father is, he's got to be almost, almost, well, three to four and one quarter years old, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not even in school yet. No, you wouldn't think so, no. No, no. No. Anyway, he's, he meets him, and he meets uh, Rich Richard. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, who Richard. is a really great guy. And, and boy, she, he, he has a great introduction, doesn't he, Steve? <laughs> yes, he says. Uh, well, it's just where he says, uh, he says, oh, Clark, I've heard so much about you. And Clark assumes that Lois has been. He, he turns to Lois and he's like, oh, really? And Richard says, yeah, mm -hmm. Jimmy won't shut up about you. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm talking about his, Richard's introduction, yeah. in which Lois says, this is Richard, my fiance. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a pilot, and he likes monster mo horror movies. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, and Clark goes, whoa, you know, like, oh, really impressive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fine. So Lois has decided she's going to investigate the power outage anyway, right? right? And then we have another homage when Superman shows up at Lois's place. Well, no. Well, no. He shows up at the Daily Planet. Well, is it? She lives in a house now. Yeah, she outside of the city. Yeah, Lois goes home, and Superman goes to her house. Oh, we forgot about all the stalkery yeah. stuff. That's right. So earlier <laughs> on, when Richard and Lois are are having a private conversation in another room with Perry White, he eavesdrops. Yes, he does. Funny, my Superman respects other people's privacy, <laughs> but I guess it doesn't apply to him in this movie. Then he watches her go up in an elevator with his x-ray vision, because he can do that, because he's Superman. And it's gross, and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it, Steve. I know. And he, then he shows up at her house, but nothing happens, right? I can't remember. Uh, well, no, he eavesdrops on her and Richard. That's right. Talking about her article from one of the other movies. where In their home. Yeah, and, and he hears Lois say, Richard says, you know, were you in love with Superman? And, Lo uh -huh. and Lois tells a, a very loving, very kind lie to Richard and says, no, I wasn't. And, uh -huh. and Superman hears this standing outside and is sort uh -huh. of stung by it and flies away. Ah, uh, and yeah. it flies away because yeah. that's what you get for stalking someone, well, you creepy weirdo. Well, I, I mean, exactly. I wouldn't have phrased it quite that way, but yes, I think that is He's the point. He's a creepy weirdo, <laughs> Steve. The point of that scene, I think, is, well, that's what you get for eavesdropping. 
No, it's not. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. <laughs> it is not. Absolutely it is. Why does Superman need to learn that lesson, Steve? <laughs> we can... Well, I, I will, I will, I'll explain all of this when I get to my review, but... It's, okay, it's, it's great. It's clear that we have radically different interpretations of the film. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Superman shows up at the Daily Planet, and he's yeah. like, hey, Lois, I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. And she's like, I wrote a whole article because you dumped me. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. Uh, let's fly around like in Superman 1. Yeah. And so they do it, and thank God there isn't a word poem in this one. No, there's not. It's a lot shorter than the first one. But it looks like they're going to kiss. Mm -hmm. But they don't kiss, right, Steve? No, Lois stops and steps away, and she says, you've been gone a long time, and Richard is a good man. That's right. Richard's a better man than you, Superman. And Superman's like, okay. And he flies away. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. <laughs> Don't dead. get used to him. I'll kill him. <laughs> Do me a favor, Lois. Next time you see him, kiss him goodbye. But Lois is like, I'm going to investigate the power outage. So she does her sleuthing skills. And this takes like, I don't know, an hour and... On two hours, maybe, uh, of her just yeah. finding stuff out. A neat little montage of Lois on the mm -hmm. phone. Yep. Meanwhile, Superman's all grumble bumble because his girlfriend isn't his girlfriend no more. Right. And he can't possibly meet anybody else. Anyway, so he's, so she's like tracks it down to this mansion, right? Yeah. And oh, and she won an award for her. her for, yeah, she won the Pulitzer right? for, for this her article. fucking yeah. illiterate has won an award because <laughs> she <laughs> thinks that she doesn't know how to spell, which is a carryover from the first Superman movie. Yeah. It was funny. How and many F's in catastrophe, yeah. And everyone said Perry White's, we're going to meet you there. And so she dresses up in a gown, but she's going to run down this lead right at the mansion. Right. So she's wearing, a, she's wearing a super pretty dress, and she has her son with her. Right. <sighs> she has her son with her, That's right. Steve. Yes, she does. Why? Because she had to pick him up from daycare or something, I guess, and yeah, you know. school. Yeah, yeah. Four and a half years old. Yeah, maybe maybe four and yeah. three quarters in school. Right. Anyway, um, he's all. By the way, when we're introduced to the fact that he takes his inhaler, he also is taking a laundry list of other drugs. Yeah, and he has like food allergies and stuff too, because when during the yeah. eavesdropping scene, he's they they've ordered Chinese food and he can only have like rice and snow peas because he's allergic to a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah, he's in hell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, <laughs> she goes to the mansion. She's checking it out, and then she sees, "Hey, there's a boat." Right. There's a boat at the dock. I know. I instead of leaving my son in the car, I'll bring him with me and check out the boat. That makes sense, right? Sure. I'll just trespass with my son wearing an evening gown. That'll be great. And she gets on the boat and she walks into a room and she sees some wig. Oh, by the way, she wanders around this boat which feels like fucking forever. It's a big boat. For her to discover the thing we already know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so she gets into a room and it's got like wigs, right, Steve? Right, little mannequin heads with wigs, yeah. Yeah, oh, we forgot something, Steve. Oh, what do we forgot? Lex Luthor steals some oh, kryptonite. That's right. Yeah, he steals kryptonite, and we also forgot to mention the actions with the bank robbery scene, where Superman flies in and stops the bank robbery. Yeah, because we needed to have some stuff in there in which someone shoots a gun at Superman, and we're reminded that he's bulletproof. 
and someone shoots a gun right in his eye and it just bounces off. Yeah. And then Superman looks at the man like he's either going to kill him or rape him. Yeah. I don't know. I never remember old Superman looking at anybody with any sense of menace ever. <laughs> I see. This is again our different. Not I, even General Zod. <laughs> this is while the, the three of them were kicking his ass in Superman <laughs> Two. <laughs> this this again is a case of our interpreting the movie differently. I know exactly the look you're referring to. I don't interpret it as a look. He of does menaces. it a few times. I don't. He does it. What is he doing? Having a poop? What is he doing? <laughs> it's not. I don't look at it as menace. I look at it as sort of like him looking at the guy going, see, like, didn't work no, out the way uh, you uh, did. That's didn't not, work out the that way That is not that look. Oh, my God. If I took a frame of those eyes and said, what is this person feeling? The other person would say, well, they're either constipated or they're about to kill somebody. I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, well, so as a, dis- him. as a distraction for stealing this kryptonite, he puts his assistant, Kitty. Yeah in a car dressed like someone from 1930 <laughs> and the car goes goes crazy and superman saves her right because the brakes are out the, he, the, the brakes have been cut yeah and yeah. kitty likes him yeah and then kitty comes back and she said you're an asshole you said we're gonna act like the brakes have been cut and not to actually cut the brakes and lex luther is like haha <laughs> i'm lex i don't care i've got kryptonite now yeah. anyway let's go back to where we were yes she sees wigs, and yeah. then Lex Luthor is coming out of the bathroom brushing his teeth. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Lois Lane, and a little kid. I guess I'll kidnap you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm legally out of prison, <laughs> I don't think you've seen anything, and I don't really need to kidnap you at this point. <laughs> I'm Lex. Because that would guarantee that Superman would probably come to find you, and maybe I don't want that hassle. Oh, wait, yeah, I have an awful plan for Superman, so it doesn't matter, right? Yes, exactly. So Lex is now captured her, and uh, Richard has noticed that Lois is gone. Yeah. And no one knows where she is because she didn't show up to the awards. And Clark's like, let's use the internet. And he's like, and they're going to use the internet, right, Steve? Yeah. And guess what her password is? What is it? Her password is Superman. Uh huh. Just spelled out like a word. I don't think there's any fives or different, you know, (laughs) like it's just. No, nothing. Superman. It's just Superman. Anyway, back on the boat, uh, Lex Luthor has a huge exposition. He gives, he does, he monologues. He monologues yeah. the whole thing, He's explaining right? his evil plan. What's his evil, evil plan, His Steve? evil plan is to take one of the Kryptonian crystals that he stole and and shoot it into the sea and then... Stick it, in a, stick it into a condom made out of Stick it into a kryptonite, kryptonite condom, right. And, and shoot it into the sea and let it grow into a gigantic new landmass, which... Which will destroy... Yeah. Almost, when it's fully grown, will destroy all of North America. Yeah. And some of Africa and Europe and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because it'll displace all that ocean and everything will be flooded and, yeah. Um, yeah. And apparently Lex's plan is that eventually people will want to buy this real estate from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's Lex's plan. Because he stole all these crystals. Yeah. And he said, we're going to be te- so technologically advanced that no one will be able to stop us, right. and then they'll want to live here, and I'll make so much money. Right. So um, in Superman 1, Lex Luthor had a real estate plot. Right. In Superman 2, he was willing to help General Zod for real estate. Yeah, for Australia. And in Superman 3, it's another real estate plot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you, okay. compl- do you complain if, every, if in every story where the Riddler is the villain, he's doing riddles? <laughs> like, I complain when we keep using the same a, villain over and over and over a, again. He has, a, he, he has a pattern that he sticks to, you know? 
I get it, but how many Riddler stories have we gotten? One. Okay, so... Yeah, in movies, but I mean throughout the years. Yes, in movies. Uh, And it wasn't even good. Um, Yeah, so yeah, he has another wacky real estate plot, yeah. Right, and while he's throwing the, the kryptonite around, he notices that Jason don't like the kryptonite. Yeah, well, so I don't know if it's that or he just notices that he, he seems to notice, he just, he suddenly notices Jason and he's just, and he says, who's that boy's father? And Lois says, mm-hmm. Richard is his father. And Lex goes, are you sure? And, uh, and then he, and he waves the kryptonite in front of him and it doesn't really seem to have any effect on him. Nope. But Lex was just kind of, you know, oh, I wonder if he's, you know, whose kid. And he's like kind of waving the kryptonite at him just to see if it'll do anything. Yeah. And yeah. so then he leaves her uh, with the crystals and uh, means to communicate. Yes. But she's also, he's also left a henchman. Yes. Right. With a, with a hilarious tattoo on the back of his head. That I was wondering if you're going to bring that it's up. It's a hilarious tattoo of a delightful in, clown. In high irony, Brian Singer has a character that plays piano with a little boy and tattooed on the back of that little boy's head is the tattoo of a multiple child killer john, <laughs> john wayne, wayne gacy. gacy steve and the guy can i tell you <laughs> the guy can play the piano oh boy can he because here's what happens lois says we need i need to get word where i am I will endanger my child. So she sends, she, he says, can I play the piano? And he says, she says, yeah. And the guy says, yeah. And then the creepy guy sits down and starts playing the piano with him. And then she steals the crystals and she manages to get a fax away that gives her location, right? Right. But Lex has shot his rocket into the ocean. And that causes another power blackout. Right. And it blacks out the everything, including the fax machine. So... Mm-hmm. All yeah. night long, um, they Superman, the Clark Kent, and um, Richard have been looking for Lois. Right. On the computer. Superman has been on a computer <laughs> all night looking for Lois, right? Yes. Superman. Superman has been surfing the web. Who we've already shown can listen to everything on Earth. By just floating above it in space, right? There's a scene where he's just sitting there listening to everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He couldn't float up and listen. Maybe he'll hear Lex Luthor talking to her or maybe. something. He, maybe he I could have. Know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, the kryptonite thingy starts growing, and all the power goes off, and they're like, oh, the power went off. And um, then they get the facts when all the power comes back on and it says help or something with uh, her longitude and latitude where she is, right? Yeah. And um, and then he decides, okay, I'm going to get him. And he turns into Superman while flying out of an elevator and uh, he starts going to where he believes she is. And then he uses his x-ray vision and he sees that a big crack is heading towards Metropolis, right? Right, right. Because Lex has launched the crystal and it started to do its thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's causing like this major earthquake. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Lex Luthor has... they. So, okay, so what happens is um, the bad guy with the bad tattoo finds out what, what, what Lois Lane has been doing and starts to beat her. Yep. Starts to beat her, and um, her son is sitting there uh, hyperventilating at the piano for I don't know ten minutes while his mom <laughs> is being beaten. 
And he's a he's a little kid, man. He she gets thrown across the room, and then the guy uh, picks up uh, 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 some rock. Yeah, it's some kind of paperweight thing, like yeah. a big heavy rock-looking thing. Yeah. And he's about to kill her with it. And then the piano flies across the room and kills him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, he's Superman's kid. And Lois Lane has been lying to everybody, <laughs> especially the man who thinks it's his kid and she's going to marry. Right, Steve? Apparently. <laughs> So let's That seems to be the case. Let's pause for one okay. second. Okay. Lois Lane has sex with Superman and Superman 2. Yes. Superman either leaves right after that, like immediately after that, right? Right, right. She finds out she's pregnant, right? Yes. She hurriedly finds some chump to be the dad <laughs> to this kid. Yes. By immediately fucking him and saying, I'm pregnant. Regardless of the fact that she's probably, unless she works really fast... I mean, like, really fast. Or unless this guy was in the background this whole time while she's, like, pursuing Superman. We never heard anything about him. He's never mentioned in the other movies. But no, she no. hooks up with this guy immediately and then has the baby. He thinks that's his child because she's told him that. And that isn't a problem. <laughs> well, no, it is a problem. It's not a very nice thing to do. It's it's not just it's, it's, not a nice thing to do, Steve. It's it's a questionable decision. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not going to argue with that, but I don't think I don't think it makes it a bad movie. Uh, it's very clear that she knew. It's very clear that she knew. It seems that way when she at the end, near the end when she well we'll get there when she tells Superman uh -huh. the truth. Yeah. Anyway, so they throw her and the kid into the pantry and they right. lock the door and they lock they lock it. And you're like, okay, so the kid's super strong. Just bust the door open, kid. Nope, he sits on the ground and eats olives. <laughs> <laughs> All Lois had to do was turn to her sickly little super strong child and say, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill mommy and you if you don't, if we don't get out. And then he would like open, like break open the door. Or right away on a motorcycle. I don't know which one <laughs> it is. Why is someone in your room with a motorcycle? Uh-huh. Anyway, Superman turns back to Metropolis because people's lives are in, in danger. Right. And he does a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What he does is he catches a bunch of stuff that's falling down. He saves Perry, Perry White's life when the, the big globe on top of the daily planet building breaks off and a big yeah. sign breaks off yeah. and then there's a gas explosion and and he blows that out because he's superman and uh what else i think that's everything i think that's about it yeah meanwhile the real hero in this movie um richard has gotten in his plane and he's flying out there right right yeah yeah he flies out to to the ship yep and he gets yeah. and he gets to the ship and he finds them and they're like yay right yeah <laughs> But, okay, so Lex Luthor has taken the helicopter off the boat and left the boat behind. Yeah. And this big continent is now rising up and it's got all these spikes. And the boat that they're on gets spiked. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they Splits all, it in half. They all fall back into the pantry because Richard was right there at the pantry door. And then they all fall into the pantry. And you're like, uh-oh. And it gets spiked into the air and then the ship breaks in half. And their half of the ship falls into the water. Oh, no. And they climb all the... Oh, God. They climb all the way up, and they're just about to get out, and the door closes, 
and hits he hits uh, Lois in the head, and yeah. and it's filling up with water, and they're gonna they're gonna die now. They're all gonna die, including the super strong kid who's useless. Who's useless. <laughs> anyway, then Superman shows up and pulls him up out of the water, right, Steve? Yeah. And yeah. he grabs Take- Richard Martin. Richard's arm and he lets the ship drop and then he carries them back to the plane and I don't know is this in your scene there was a weird cut in this scene okay as he's lifting uh, Lois up and is about to put her into the plane there were like three flame frames of black and it cuts into the interior of the plane it's a jarring sudden cut that I don't I don't remember the three frames of black okay it must have been on the Amazon print yeah because it was it was it was jarring but, for yeah. me. I went back to make sure I didn't see it, that it was <laughs> that like does the sound inter- that does sound a little jarring. I don't remember that. It was it, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't the internet fucking up, so I went back and checked it again, and it happened again. So it was just that's weird. Because you know, be I watched it. I, I watched it on Amazon for this too, and I don't remember that. But okay, um, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they get into anyway. the air. They get into the airplane. Right. And Lois is knocked out and he's like, you guys, I'll help you fly away. You guys yeah. fly away. I'm going to go get Lex Luthor. And he's like, you got a bud. And he flies away. <laughs> and um, it, oh, I don't I just can't. I can't do this. <laughs> what happens next? So Lex Luthor is like, yippee, I got an island. And Superman shows up and he lands on it because Superman's an idiot. <laughs> and he walks up to Lex Luthor and he's like, I'm going to stop you. And Lex Luthor's like, punch. <laughs> right, because it's nothing, because like it's it, the, the island is like half kryptonite. So Right. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it's kryptonite. And now we're going to, it's going to be like Jesus when he gets beaten up, right? And, and they beat him up a lot. And three guys surround him and start beating him up. And when I saw this in the movie theater in 2006, all of the children whose parents have fond memories of Superman 1 and 2 about, the you know, the fights and all that other stuff, um, suddenly realized that this movie wasn't made to include their children. No one bothered to tell them that because all they heard was, this is part 3, it comes right after Superman. So in tone, it's probably going to be a lot like it. No, because this movie is made by a fucking sick pederast who wants to upset <laughs> children because that's what he likes to do. So kids started to freak the fuck first of all they had to be they woke back up again because there was a lot of talking before this <laughs> and they woke up to um you know superman being beaten up basically right they make oh god bleed. yeah they beat the shit out of him they yeah. beat the shit out of him oh yeah and you're like oh this is really this is a tone shift and these kids aren't digging it and i'm not digging it this is me internally <laughs> anyway, it got it gets super dark, super fast, and then to top it off, what does Lex Luthor do? Well, he has this big old kryptonite shank that yep. he put in his pocket earlier, and he walks up behind Superman and he stabs him in the fucking kidneys with it and breaks stabs it off. Stabs him in the side like Christ. Yeah, yeah, and then he says uh, he breaks it off and he and he says, "Now fly." Mm-hmm. And Superman says, well, I don't know if I can, but I'll give it a try. And he stumbles off a cliff. He falls off a cliff and falls into the sea. Oh, no. And then he hallucinates his dad's voice. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is all I need. Kal-El, my son, if you ever find yourself drowning with a piece of kryptonite in your side, just remember that plot conveniences are everywhere, and hopefully hopefully you'll be, you'll be, it'll be, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thanks, hopefully, Dad. Hopefully, please, oh, God. 
Um, we cut back to the plane. Lois Lane wakes up and she's like, "Where's Superman?" And he's like, "He went back to stop Lex, uh, stop something. I don't know. I don't even know Lex Luthor is involved, and neither did he really." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, actually, he didn't. He had no idea that Lex Luthor was involved in this. All, all he knew was that Lois was, was in trouble, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says, no, he's in trouble. Lex is going to kill him because he's got kryptonite. And he's like, okay. And he turns the plane around. And they see uh, Superman floating in the water, right? You were right. So they land, and Lois dives mm-hmm. in. And they, Richard They land in the into... water that he couldn't take off in. But yes. that's okay. Anyway. That's, well, you know, he just well, said it was a little choppy. That's all. He yeah. was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Lois grabs him and brings him on, and he's like, he's got a, he's got the kryptonite in him, and she, she pulls that out, and he's like, thanks, I'm gonna go back now. And she's like, what? And he's like, I gotta go back, I gotta go stop this thing from happening. It's bad. And she's like, what? And he's like, bye. <laughs> Just trust me, okay, bye. And he flies up into the sky. Why does he do that, Steve? Because he needs to recharge his batteries. Thank God so they remembered f- that about Superman. Yeah. <laughs> he flies up above the clouds and kind of soaks in some sun. Yeah, he soaks in a lot of sun, right? Yeah. And Gets then, his mojo back. Then what does he do? Then he flies down into the ocean, shooting his heat vision ahead of him. And and he, he plows underneath the giant kryptonite continent. Yeah. And eventually, he lifts it up out of the sea. Yeah, the whole thing, right? Yeah, and, and Lex and his people are there, like, playing cards and shit, and everything starts to shake. And Lex mm-hmm. is like, oh, let's go. Yeah, and a column crushes his henchmen. Crushes everybody but Lex and Kitty, and yeah. Kitty, who's been having a problem with the whole billions dying kind of thing and was upset that Superman got beat up. Yeah. Um, she just drops the crystals onto the island. Right. And he and wants it's too to get late for Lex. It's too late for Lex to get him because everything's yeah. about to fall apart. So. And his helicopter takes off and the whole continent's being lifted up into the sky, right, Steve? Yep. Because Superman's underneath and he's pushing hard. He's giving it everything he's got. This whole island made of kryptonite. Yep. And there's kryptonite like pieces pushing right into so, his face. Steve, can I ask a question? Yes. Which is it? Uh huh. Does kryptonite hurt him? Or does it not really matter when the plot needs it to? Well, I mean, it clearly hurts him because of what happens after, at, right after this. I mean, yeah, he pushes yeah. it out into space. Yeah, and, and then uh, as soon as Lex it's Luther out, he, gets yeah. in his helicopter and he flies away. Right, Steve? And, yeah, and he's <laughs> mad. At, he's mad at Kitty because yeah. she dropped the crystal. He's like, "You did bad. You, I'm really angry at you." Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um, he falls, and he lands in Central Park. Yeah. And he, but there's a big crater, and then um, they take him to the hospital. Right. And they're they're doing CPR, and they give him electric shocks, and everyone thinks he's dead. And yeah. his mom's outside for some reason, and because she, I guess she saw all this and got one of those super fast flights. <laughs> well, it's Metropolis. not entirely it's not entirely clear how much time has passed. It seems like at least a, maybe a few hours have gone by since. You know, when they rush him into the emergency room, and then when we see all the people gathered outside the hospital, he's already sort of in a room. You yeah. Know, so it feels like some time has gone by, but it's and still awfully quick for her Lo- to be is, in Metropolis. Is Lois there? Not yet. She's at the Daily Planet. Yeah, with her son. And Richard actually comes up to her, and it's one of my favorite scenes, one of, one of my favorite Richard scenes in the whole movie. He comes up to Lois, and he just says, we can go whenever you want. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you don't need to be here. And he kind of nods at the TV, which has all mm-hmm. the Superman stuff, and, and it's just sort of unspoken. He's like, I know you want to go be with him. Yeah. I'll take you, you know. 
Yeah. So yeah. nice that she's been lying to this great guy all these years. <laughs> anyway, um, so she goes and somehow she gets to go in with her kid all by herself. Because right. she's Lois Lane. Because I, yeah, I guess. And he's lying in a, a hospital room and he's all in a coma or something. Right. And then she whispers to Superman that that little pasty weakling that's staring at his clothes is <laughs> uh, is his son. Yeah. But we don't get to hear that, right, Steve? No, we don't. Why? Because it's better that way. Because How it's is a it very, better? Because it's an incredibly well-made film. How is it better, Steve? <laughs> because, because we already know. Yeah. We don't need to hear her say that. We already know. We hear her. She, she leans down and whispers something to him. And right as she's beginning to talk, we cut uh-huh. to Jason with the Superman suit. So that completes it for us. We know what she's saying. Because or we already did know we not she saw want him. to hear Lois Lane say something that is detrimental to her character? I think that's our differing interpretation okay. of the film again. Anyway, so she I think whispers it's actually to a really, it. Really well we don't scene. hear her confess her yeah. sins. <laughs> and then the, the kid so walks sorry. Out, jumps up and gives him a kiss on the forehead. Yeah. And then okay. Superman is alive and he gets up and he gets dressed and he leaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. At some point soon thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. At some point yeah. right after because he heard the yeah. inspirational me- message that he's now a daddy, right? Yeah. yeah. So he goes out and he buys a Tonka truck. No, he doesn't. And he flies over. He says, I missed a lot of Christmases, kid. He no. he gets out and he flies to Lois's house, breaks in, and sits down while the kid's asleep. And he gives him Jor-El's speech. Yeah. Basically. Not yeah, mo- for completely. the most part, yeah. yeah. Paraphrased a little bit. But He's like, look, yeah. your life is going to suck. And uh, you can be an outcast. No one's going to like you. Half-breed. I can barely look at you. Anyway. <laughs> you remind me of all my failures. That's right. And I'm really, yeah. I should be so angry at Lois right now. I, oh every, boy. Every bad choice I ever Jesus, made is just Richard, laying in this poor, bed. You poor sap. <laughs> you risked your life for this woman. And she's been lying to you for five goddamn years. Anyway. Heartfelt, heartfelt. And Lois has gone outside to smoke a cigarette, but she stops because she hears her little child say goodbye. (laughs) And she looks, and there's Superman, and he's floating in the air, right? Yep. And what does she say? She says, will we see you around? Which is a line that they said earlier, and Mm -hmm. and he says, I'm always around. Right. And he flies away. And he flies away. Yeah. And then they do they and then they do the Christopher Reeve ending where he flies up into space and smiles at the camera and Yep. End of movie. In fact they mimic so many of the Christopher Reeve stuff that you're like with the exception of the CGI version of him where he's flying through the sky and then he right. flies towards the sun and then he flies up into space and then right. he looks directly at the camera and yeah. doesn't smile. And do <laughs> It's a and, very it's a subtle smile. It's a very subtle smile. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, I'm not happy about this either. It's one of those smiles. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He does one of these. He goes, ah, we tried. Goodbye, folks. I'm a deadbeat dad now. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And the movie's over. End of movie. Hey, Steve. Uh Uh-huh. How do you feel about this night, uh, 19, 2006, half fan film, half whatever the fuck it is? Superhero movie. (laughs) Superman Returns. (laughs) I love it, and I don't care what you think. (laughs) Good. So, um, 
I do think a lot of it, a, a, a lot of our, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting um, uh, case study in how two people can can interpret the same things in radically different ways <laughs> because because like all, all of the things you've pointed out during our summary and all like the little plot holes and you know why does this happen instead of that and why does superman do this when he could have done that and mm -hmm. like i i for the most part i can't really argue with any of that because you i mean you, you know like well why didn't superman well, you know me plot up? holes are not my problem no well, with no, this movie. I, I know i know but, uh, but what I, what i find interesting is um, because I, 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 I experienced the same thing. If it's a movie I like, I couldn't care less about plot holes. Mm -hmm. If it's a movie, it's, if it's a movie I don't like, I, they stick out like a sore thumb to me. Like I can't, the same I, way. I, I, I can't not see them. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of that is just, that's the deal is that I really, really like this movie and the plot holes either just pass by completely unnoticed. Mm -hmm. Or if I do notice them, I just go, yeah, but who cares? You know, <laughs> uh, which is, and that's, it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe whatever. I don't care. Um, cause I really, really love this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's a movie that like, if it weren't for this movie, if it weren't for, if it weren't for Superman in general and for this movie specifically, uh, the people listening to our podcast might not be hearing my voice right now. Um, <laughs> what? Because I'd be dead. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesus Christ. No, I'm kidding. Because, because when Superman Returns saved my life. Superman Returns saved my life. Uh, when this movie first came out, I, I, had such a, I had such strong feelings about it that I actually went home and I wrote a review of it. And that was not the first movie review I had ever written. I'm a nerd. I'd written movie reviews since I was a teenager. Uh, but I, it was the first one I had written in a long time. And I was pleased enough with it that I wanted to publish it somewhere, to post it somewhere. So I started a blog, and that was my first blog entry. And then I became a blogger, and then eventually I became a YouTuber. And then you and I met, and here we are. Actually, I got you. Yeah, and actually, you know, the, the first time that you and I did anything together was a live stream about another Superman movie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there, this, this movie specifically in Superman in general did, it didn't save my life, but it changed it in a lot of very positive ways. Um, now, I had not watched this movie for a few years before I watched it for this, and that's because of the Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey stuff. Mm. Uh, it, I was, I, I was afraid that it would be really weird to watch and really uncomfortable. Um, and in certain ways it was, yep. but, uh, and I think that's unavoidable. At least it is for me. You know, maybe it doesn't bother everybody, but it bothers me a little bit at least. <laughs> it bothers me a lot when I think about it. Uh, but happily when I was watching the movie, it didn't really affect my enjoyment of the movie while I was watching it. Um, I was still able to watch the movie and and enjoy it like like I had it, it worked on me the same way it had worked on me in previous years um, when this movie came out I was very skeptical before I saw it because I'd heard about how it was going to be kind of sort of a sequel to Superman 2 um, that it was an attempt to sort of continue the Christopher Reeve version of the character and I was very skeptical of that I didn't think that was necessarily such a smart move I thought it would be better to do something different uh, which is what they had just done with Batman even though I didn't think Batman I still don't think that, that Batman Begins is that great of a movie but the idea of just starting fresh not trying to redo the old series just rebooting the whole thing so I thought maybe they should have done that instead uh, but then I'm sitting in the theater and that fucking John Williams music starts and I sit there for the next, you know, two and a half hours 
and the movie just had me. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It was the Superman movie that I didn't know that I wanted. Like, it was all the things I was skeptical of, but it, it got me. And it's my favorite Superman movie. Um, it still is to this day. And uh, one of the, I think the reason why it's my favorite Superman movie and the reason why I'm very, it's easy for me to overlook a lot of the flaws that you've talked about is because it, it moves me, like it works on me emotionally. Um, I am 40 years old or will be in a few days. And this movie wrecks me. Like this movie moves me sometimes when I watch it to the brink of tears. Like it really, really works on me. And it has done almost every time I've ever watched it for the last 14 years. Um, and I think a lot of that is because it really, really works with nostalgia. It's a very nostalgic movie, but it's also a movie that is about nostalgia and, and sort of the trap of nostalgia. Um, and how nostalgia sort of sets us up for things that we can't actually have. Uh, the movie came out in 2006, so it had been almost 20 years since the last Christopher Reeve movie. And also it had been like almost 10 years since the end of Lois and Clark. So it had been a while since we had like a proper, you know, cape wearing adult live action Superman. There was Smallville, but he didn't have the costume and he was supposed to be a kid. Um, so Superman had been absent from our popular culture in a lot of ways. And in that time, we'd had Batman movies and Spider-Man movies and X-Men movies, no Superman movies. So here comes the first Superman movie that they actually finally get made in 20 years. And what's the premise of the movie? It's that Superman has been away. Just as he's been away in our real lives, he's been away from the people of Metropolis. And what happens when Superman comes back? He finds that the life he left behind is not entirely available to him anymore. Uh, he gets certain things back, like his, you know, his mom's still there, the farm is still there. He gets his job back at the Daily Planet. When the Superman shows up and saves the, the, the space shuttle, the public is really happy to have him back again. But Lois has moved on, and that's the most important part to him. Lois is what he most wanted to reconnect with and, and who he feels the worst about leaving. And she has moved on with her life, you know? And you say she wrote, again, it's different interpretations. You say she wrote an article because she was angry that her boyfriend left without saying goodbye. I see that as a representation of she has moved on with her life. Um, and there are consequences to Superman leaving. Lex Luthor got out of prison because Superman didn't show up for a court date. You know, uh, Lex Luthor stole crystals from the Fortress of Solitude and he's doing another crazy real estate scheme that's gonna get uh, billions of people killed. And that's all because Superman was gone. Uh, nostalgia asks us, wouldn't it be nice if things could go back to the way they were? And reality always has to drop the hammer and say things can't ever be that way again because the past is gone and you can't ever get it back. But part of the message of the movie when I watch it is that that doesn't mean that things can't still be good. Like one of the satisfying things about Superman Returns is that while it shows us that Superman's life can't go back to the way it was before he left, it also shows us that his life as it is now can still be good. Uh, the ending suggests that you know now that he knows that Jason is his child, that he will be part of that kid's life in some way. Um, that And that they can he can still have a positive fulfilling life in relation to these people that he cares about and it's bittersweet you know he doesn't it, it's not what we expect he doesn't get back together with Lois he doesn't they don't form this perfect little super family but it's okay and it's the most bittersweet superhero movie I think I've ever seen um, and it has a lot of, of, of emotional complexity that a lot of super, most superhero movies don't have I love the character of Richard um, other than Superman Richard is my favorite character in the movie 
um, because he is a good man, because Lois did move on from Superman. You know, there was always that joke of like, well, how's, how's Lois Lane going to follow that? You know, like who, after you break up with Superman, I feel sorry for the next guy. Well, it turns out the next guy is a great fucking guy. And a lesser movie would have made him into the jealous boyfriend or an abuser or presented him just as an obstacle to get Clark and Lois back together. But this movie doesn't do that. Richard is never presented that way. He's always presented as a good person who loves Lois. And even though you can say like, well, but you know, Lois knew who Jason's father was and she didn't tell him. And that, and I, I agree with that. That's like, you know, it doesn't make Lois look like a great person. Uh, but Lois, I also think you see enough in the movie to say that Lois genuinely loves Richard and that she is not willing to just dump him to go running back to Superman. Um, and Lois and Richard are still together at the end of the movie. And as far as we can tell, I mean, you know, they seem like they're okay, at least for now. They doesn't seem like they're at the end of their relationship. Um, which yeah, says, that'll happen when he becomes a teenager and all of his powers come into focus. <laughs> right. And Richard is like, wait a minute. And Richard's like, wait a minute, I don't remember being able to bench press a car. And Lois is like, oh, sure you could, honey. Remember when you were younger? And, and he he'll says, be like, here's divorce papers. <laughs> uh, you can have custody. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and, you know, and I could I could go on and talk about a bunch of other things. You told but me sure... Kal-El was a sex word. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, so I mean, there's more that I could talk about, but I I I, I suspect that what, after, Jason, after you have your after you say your piece, you might voice some objections to things <laughs> that, that I will have thoughts about. So maybe we can talk about that after that. But so I'll I'll I'll, I'll save going on and on and on about everything mm. I love about the movie for now. Um, I'll just say, like, in, <laughs> in addition to what I've already said, um, I I I love the screenplay of the movie. I love how elegantly the plot proceeds because every major event flows naturally from the next or from from the previous lex puts his tiny little crystal into the water which triggers the emp which knocks out the power which causes the space shuttle malfunction which leads to superman coming out in public for the first time and rescuing it um which then compels lois to figure out what caused the power outage which leads her to lex who launches the crystal into the ocean to do the next big disaster that superman has to like everything follows from the last thing and it feels natural, and it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel contrived. Um, mm -hmm. And we see things that happen because characters make choices or because characters do things. Um, visually, I, it feels like a lot of thought has been put into the film from the framing of particular shots to the repetition of certain visual patterns. Like, I love how when, when, when Richard and Lois and Jason are drowning in the boat, Superman arrives and we first see him with a, an angle up through from under the water. We see his boots land on the door. And then later on, when they come back to rescue Superman, we see them arriving through an angle shot, an angle up through the sea as the, the seaplane lands. Um, I love how when, when Superman's ship crashes on the Kent farm at the beginning or when Superman himself falls from orbit, those events are seen from a distance. It's not an excuse to show us like a great big explosion. It's shown from far away and it looks kind of wondrous and kind of scary. Um, I like all of the references to all the famous Superman images. There's like I don't know if there's a single iconic Superman image that isn't shown to us in some way in this movie. The bullets bouncing off his chest, Cat, you know, lifting the car from Action Comics number one, uh, catching the the Daily Planet Globe like Atlas, the Christ pose, um, which 
Singer finds a way to do in a way that feels natural because he's just falling away after having exhausted himself pushing the continent up into orbit. It doesn't feel contrived. It's obviously intentional, but it doesn't feel like it was just stuck in there because we have to have a Christ pose like Zack Snyder did it. Um, and I, I could just go on and on and on. But I mean, I, I look at Brandon Routh in this movie and I look at him today and he looks exactly the fucking same today as he did 15 years ago in this movie. And I just think to myself, how is this guy not Superman for life? I mean, if anyone other than Christopher Reeve was born to play Superman, it was Brandon Routh. And it's a shame that he only got to play him in one movie and a couple of episodes of TV. Because I watch this movie and I see the negative reactions that it gets from a lot of people. And I, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion and nobody, you, know, you don't have to like it, it's fine. Um, but personally, I think to myself, what more do you people want? <laughs> because to me, as a lifelong Superman fan, I watch it and it's damn near the perfect Superman movie. Um, but I suspect that my dear friend and co-host is about to explain to us exactly what more he wants um, <laughs> and why he finds it to be not the perfect Superman movie. So I'm going to shut up and uh, take, let take you talk your for a while. Off. Take, take your heads off. I'll signal you when I'm done. So take, no, take them I'm, off. no, no, I'm, I'm going to listen to this. All I right. asked for this. I asked for this. <laughs> I asked for this. This is my birthday present. Yes, it is. So go ahead, hurt me. I agree with Steve that this is a really good example of how two people can watch the same thing and come away with completely <laughs> different interpretations of the film. And when I watched the film, I, I now this may have been a problem with marketing, but this is also how they made the film. They directly tied it to Superman 1 and Superman 2. And so when going to see the film, I was hoping for different things sure but also the same tone that those two films had had developed over over those two films um they were never terribly dark they were never never terribly um upsetting in superman 2 uh clark gets beaten up by a guy in a diner right and that's when he realizes i've made a terrible mistake by giving away my powers to be with this woman um, I've got to go get them back. That It wasn't the guy beating him up. What actually was, was finding out about General Zod because he was off on his little fuck weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was expecting that type of tone. And what the film managed to do was to take elements from those two movies and employ them in the script, but it failed at the tone of the film, right? Uh, Lex Luthor in this film is far crueler, far less humorous. Um, he's a much darker and more savage character. And that contributed to the tone. Lois Lane, based on what was given to us, is someone who has been lying to a lot of people for a very long time. And I had a problem with that because it never struck me that Lois Lane would be the type of person that would lie to a whole lot of people for a very long time, especially someone that she claims to love. Um, especially that kind, because it implies that he would never have agreed to marry her if she was pregnant with someone else's child. Um, my, main, my main problem with this Superman is that it's hitting the nostalgic beats. We had to have John Williams score. I wondered to myself while watching it this time, would I be feeling the feelings I have during certain scenes if John Williams' score was not in that scene? And more than likely, no, I wouldn't. You know, they went out of their way to duplicate the credits, certain sequences, certain flying sequences, lines of dialogue from the previous two films are in this film. 
Um, and it was like they had cobbled it together. And it was very clear that what the studio wanted after two failed attempts and who knows how many different, different uh, scripts, what they wanted was more of the same. They didn't want a, another Superman movie in which he actually battles someone different. They wanted Lex Luthor. They wanted, you know, they wanted uh, the Lois Lane. And they thought, this is great. This is like the unofficial third movie. We're going to forget the other two. We're going to forget Superman 3 and Superman 4. We're just going to go with that. And then the writers decided, let's let's make it more complex. Do I think the themes that Steve saw aren't in the film? No, they probably are. I feel they are. But it really, the events of the film really are a detriment to the characters. While Steve sees them as uplifting and challenging, I see them as, what does this say about the characters in the film? At the end of the movie, having the father, having someone who is the father of someone's child say, I'll be around, doesn't strike me as something that Superman would do. The taciturn agreement at the end of this film is that everyone is going to continue to lie to Richard. That Richard is not going to be told about the actual parentage of this child and he's just gonna go along cluelessly as he had before he's gonna think that this is his kid do i think it would make that much of a difference in richard seeing how great a guy richard is no i don't think it would make that big of a difference which makes me wonder why is everyone fucking lying to him one of the reasons why i like richard more than superman in this movie is that we see that superman is jealous he's not petty but he's definitely jealous he, he, he says i'm sorry i didn't say goodbye or whatever but i had to go look at a thing that wasn't there and it was going to take me five years i don't know why i couldn't tell you that or why it was so important but you know it's right we did it it's fine it's very clear that she still loves him loves superman mm -hmm. her password is superman for fuck's sake <laughs> But the way the movie is presented, it really does feel like Lois Lane, who you can't really have Superman with without Lois Lane, has become angry at Superman, and that what's motivated her to write that story. Steve doesn't feel that way. However, considering how what her attitude is, especially after Superman comes back, and she's like, I'm going to do the story about the blackout. Uh, Superman's back. Everybody's talking about it. I don't care. I'm doing the story about the blackout. I'm determined to do it. I don't care. I don't. Don't. Didn't <laughs> you read my article? I want a Pulitzer Prize. Superman's bad, and I don't like him. It's Lex <laughs> Luthor's favorite newspaper article ever. <laughs> the film feels empty for whatever reason. Um, I don't think. Brandon Routh is bad as Superman. I don't. I What I don't like is what they have him doing in this. Does he save people? Of course he does. Does he value... Does he have to make decisions over saving a lot of people rather than saving one person? Of course he does. At least they didn't change that about his character. Right? He had to make that decision in Superman the first movie. Save, save Jimmy or whatever, but he made a promise to a lady that saved his life and he's going to keep that promise because that's what Superman it's what he is it's who he is right yeah after this I was like I don't know who Superman is anymore according to this movie it's like he left he said thanks Mr. President I'll never let you down again oop rocket ships calling goodbye <laughs> <laughs> didn't see the twin towers at Metropolis oh no so Superman was gone for that I guess yeah <laughs> sorry oops didn't I'm gonna know do that this. Gonna happen. <laughs> this thing that's pointless that just takes me out of the picture for five years. Why did he need to be out of the picture for five years? Because they wanted that gap, 
And while maybe they're making a point about nostalgia, or maybe they wanted something to change, or maybe they wanted to give him uh, more adult stuff, they could have done all of that. But they also could have made a fun, happy movie, a happier movie. How about that? And it culminates with Lex Luthor beating up Superman, very much like when they whipped and tortured Jesus, and then him sticking, shiving him, (laughs) shiving him, and dumping him in the water. That tone change, I saw people leave. Because they were promised this is like the Donner Superman, and they didn't get the Donner Superman. They got something (laughs) that was very upsetting. That scene could have been done differently. Wasn't. This is what they wanted. They wanted Superman to get beaten up, bloody, stabbed, thrown in the thrown in the ocean. That's what they. That's what they wanted. And at that point, the feeling of fun. Because even in Superman One, you didn't. You knew that Lex Luthor was evil, but it was a fun evil. It was a fun evil. And he went to jail at the end. What happened in this one? He almost kills billions of people, beats up and shivs Superman, and gets away. Granted, at the end of the movie, he's stuck on an island, and he's going to have to eat a dog. <laughs> but I guess, you know, that's, fitti- f- that's fitting punishment for what he tried to do. Right, Steve? That's right. You tried to kill billions of people. Enjoy your dog. Yeah, enjoy your dog. Not Superman bringing him back to prison, which would have been great. That would have been great. That Superman doesn't seek revenge for what had happened to him, that he picks him up, takes him to prison, right? Yeah doesn't happen we don't get a resolution to lex luther he's just on an island with a helicopter that doesn't have any gasoline on it oh oh there's justice (laughs) in the end if it feels like they were attempting to do many things and they just didn't succeed at it i don't like what they've done to the characters and the implications of who these people are because that was not what was set up in the previous two films if you're going to make a sequel, you have to stick to the characterization that was presented prior. What we're led to believe is that Lois Lane went from a feisty woman who is deeply in love with Superman. And she became very bland. And a liar. And I went, Ugh, I don't know if I like I know they're hitting all the beats with the flying around with each other and all this other stuff, but... <coughs> I was disappointed and grossed out. I was grossed out by by the whole thing with Superman getting beat up and shipped. I'm not going to make any bones about it. By the point when that happened, I had given up on the movie in in the movie theater the first time I saw it. And there are things in here that are great, but they don't feel that they're in the right place for this film. And I can't believe I'm going to say this because I don't ever say this. This movie is too fucking long. <laughs> wow. Considering the major plot beats for what happens in this movie, it's too long. They take way too much of the audience's time panning the camera around, spending too much time on Lois walking around on the ship or doing the investigation to find out where Lex Luthor is. All this, or not, she doesn't even know it's Lex Luthor right. investigating the power outage. Um, all of this stuff just contributed to the length. All this time where we spend inside the Daily Planet. I've never spent so much time inside the Daily Planet in any of the other movies. There's so much time of people sitting at fucking desks in this yellow-tinted Daily Planet room. And I just went... Frank Langella is a fantastic actor, and he does nothing with... This is a, could have been a great part, but he's like, Everyone knows that only three things sell newspaper, and I only like the sex and Superman part, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So write me some sexy so write, Superman stuff. Write, write me that. 
I'll be in, I'll be in, you know, I'll be in my trailer for the next scene where I can drone on at you again. <laughs> it's like they took all of the life out of the characters from the first two movies and kind of just drew them way back. None of them had a spark. No, nothing really kindled my interest. If these were brand new characters and I had never seen a Superman movie before, they were bland. Richard's great because here's the thing about Richard. Ready? Ray, Steve? I'm ready. Richard isn't Superman. So when he does something heroic, he's putting his fucking life on the line. Superman ain't. I had never had a thought like that about Superman until this movie. And it's because I sympathized with Richard because everybody's lying to him (laughs) and he's a great guy. He flies his plane out into the middle of the ocean, attempts to save his wife and his child. They get locked in there. He's holding an unconscious wife and a, and a child, and they're sinking below the waves. And I'm like, Jesus, yeah, he's risking literally everything to try to save them. Yeah, absolutely. Superman don't have to worry about that shit, do he, Steve? <laughs> well, he does almost die. When, when you start the, getting the me island. to, to <laughs> agree with Lex Luthor about Superman, you failed your job making a Superman movie. Here's what I would like. This is all I would really like. Really. To see Superman portrayed as a man. Please, in the name of fuck, whoever is going to make Superman again, Warner Brothers, please, if you listen to this, please, drop the Christ shit. Please. (laughs) We've seen it. Please. Everyone's done it. I'm tired of it. They think they're going to, you know, no, oh, no, no, we're not doing any of that. You know, okay, so him getting beaten up and stabbed in the side, that has nothing to do with When he falls away from the thing, and for no reason his legs are together and he's in the cross, the, the Christ pose on the cross, it's, it's completely natural. I completely disagree with Steve. It is so fucking glaring that I can't stand it. It's like, oh, okay, guy, I got it. Because he's already rolled the rock off of his grave in the movie and threw it into space. Just to make sure we get it, he's in the Christ pose when he falls back down. Got it. The way they talk about him is like God. When she's sitting by his bedside, she says, I don't know if you can hear this, which is something that people will say in a movie when they're, t- when they're praying to God. You'll hear that line yeah. several times. And I don't like it. Superman's not a god. He's a guy. He's from another planet. He ain't no god. He's a guy. Okay? He's a guy who has morals and convictions that a lot of people don't have. But he's a guy. Stop making him into Christ. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Steve says it's toned down. I think it's just as it's probably the strongest one outside of (laughs) outside of Man of Steel, which went way overboard. (laughs) But please stop taking this character that was created by two Jewish people and turning him into Christ. Will you please stop doing that? Yeah, turn him into Moses. So in the end, does the movie make me angry? No. But I just don't enjoy watching it. I don't. I, I see what happens. I see what's going on. The special effects aren't aging terribly well. Um, I Some of the scenes where he's saving people, yeah, I like it when I see Superman saving people. That's one of my favorite things. But that's not the bulk of this movie. The bulk of this movie is mopey feelings and Superman turning into a really creepy, weird stalker who eavesdrop, eavesdrops on people and looks at people with his x-ray, with his x-ray vision. I, I didn't mean people. One person. Lois. And he goes back to his little apartment and there's a shrine there and he writes, <laughs> One day, 
One day, one day. He's just burning it into the wall with his heat vision. One day, Richard dead. So when I can't get engaged with the characters and the characters are engaged in things that I feel are very questionable and while they may be very interesting for other characters, for me, doing this to Superman and to Lois Lane is a disservice to the two characters. And I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Now, I, I grant it. This is me and my opinion on the characters. It does it make it a bad film. Mm, other people can enjoy it. Steve enjoys it, and I perfectly accept the fact that he enjoys it. I don't think it's it's a wrong opinion. I don't think that there are wrong opinions, but this is my opinion. And I don't think the characters were engaging enough, especially Lois. Lois Lane used to be funny. She used to be funny and gritty and what was great about Lois Lane was she was tough as nails and gritty and she changed so much when she was around Superman (laughs) she abused Clark like crazy (laughs) that was gone when Lois said tell me how where you've been I'm like Lois Lane would never give a shit about where Clark has been for five years because then she'd say he's been gone the same time as Superman wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) I have a fuzzy memory about having my mind kissed away. I don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> and as far as the plot holes are, they're funny to bring up during this review. I don't give a shit, just like Steve. If I don't like the movie, the plot holes start to stack and stack and stack and stack and stack. So, no, I didn't like it. Steve, are you okay? Are we still friends? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, I can't, like, I mean, if it... I think this is the point that a lot of people a lot of people miss about what it what a film critic's job even is. And mm. uh, and this is and even this is what I'm about to say is a matter of opinion and people can disagree with that. But I think a film yeah. critic's job is to watch a movie and then to describe how you feel and what you think about the movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. And That's there's it. there's nothing objective about it. You're right. There's no right or wrong. It's not objectively a good movie or a bad movie. There's just how it makes us feel about it. And for whatever reason, maybe our expectations, maybe our particular views of Superman's character or our own particular Mm -hmm. experiences with that character, um, I reacted to it in a very, very positive way and you reacted to it in a negative way. And I... That's just the way it is. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, if you say that you were really pissed off and upset by the scene where they beat the shit out of Superman, uh, that's how you felt about it. I respect mm-hmm. that. I, that's not how I felt about it, but no. that's how you felt about it. And that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think at that scene, what bothered me the most about that scene was that I was so disengaged with the characters by that point that it felt to me like unnecessary, grim, dark um, it was too grim and it was too dark and it was being done for some reason that I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend. Um, at some point they had to realize that there were going to be children watching this film. Um, yeah. I saw, I saw the original Superman when I was nine and there was nothing in the original Superman other than his scream after Lois died. That really upset me that much. Yeah. I, I was not worried when Lex put the, the kryptonite, necklace around his neck and threw him into the threw him into the pool i was like oh how's superman going to get out of this i wasn't crying because i i literally heard this in the movie theater children crying turning to their parents my child did this right and asked is superman dead fuck you movie (laughs) fuck you for taking my money 
and doing this. And I can't, I mean, it's not, you know, I can't tell you you were wrong for feeling that way <laughs> because that happened and it, and it pissed you uh -huh. off and that's just the way yeah. it was. Um, I can say personally, um, when I was a kid, you know, I watched the, I didn't, I'm not old enough that I saw the original Christopher Reeve Supermans in the theater. Yeah. But I, I grew up on them. I saw them on tape and on TV and I, I mean, I've seen those movies. I don't even know how many times. Um, when I was a kid, the death of Lois in the first movie upset me to the point that I didn't like to watch it. Oh wow! Uh, so, so I kind of so so maybe that's why the darker stuff in Superman Returns didn't bother me as much, because mm. there were parts of the and I agree with you. The tone is is different, you know. Like I agree on the whole. I don't think Superman Returns is is as likely to appeal to a young kid as the as the older ones. I completely agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. um, and and definitely it's not as funny. It's not it, there's not the the quips, you know, like Lois and I mean Margot Kidder's Lois was fantastic and she was so mm -hmm. witty and quick and sarcastic and and that's not really here at all in Superman Returns. No. So so if you really if you were hoping to see that, yeah, you're going to be disappointed because that's not there. Um, but in terms of the dark stuff, like I guess maybe it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much because I remember being very upset by certain parts of the of of the Christopher Reeve stuff. Yeah, and, and even though I knew, even though I had seen the movie before, and I knew it turned out okay, like mm -hmm. I knew that that he brings her back and everything's fine in the end. Like just the fact of oh shit, Lois is dead, and Superman's mm -hmm. really sad. Like that mm -hmm. that that upset me as a kid um, to the point where I I didn't like to watch that movie. Yeah, uh, you know, so so I've I've been there with Superman stuff before, so that it, yeah, maybe that's why the, the the darker stuff in Superman. I think Returns it's the really juxt me. the juxtaposition of it because we just seen Superman doing Superman shit. Yeah, saving people in Metropolis, catching stuff, all this other stuff, saving saving, uh, you know, the Richards family, and yeah. then immediately as soon as he lands, the the entire thing gets dark, and it's kind of like. Why? Why is this scene here? Why is this scene like this? Why it, was it important to the filmmakers to have this scene be this grim and rough and um, you know just awful thematically? I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't square it with the rest of the film. And when yeah. I watched this, I was like, "So what is their intent with this scene? Other than I want to see. I want to see Superman get beaten up and stabbed." It just felt like, <laughs> it just felt like well, Jesus Christ. Do you guys hate him that much that you need to do this to him? Well, I guess I, I mean, mean I guess maybe you you could make the argument like because you know we both we both really really love Richard, and I agree with you about Richard that Richard's bravery is even more impressive because he's not Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, but we also see I mean Superman does uh, suffer in the movie. Even though he's Superman, like he's still, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, he gets attacked, you know, he gets exposed to kryptonite and they beat the dog shit out of him mm -hmm. um, in a really upsetting way and leave him for dead. And, yeah. you know, and so so it's not that Superman is completely unthreatened physically in the movie. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, look, I can't argue with you. I agree that yeah, it, it is I mean, a, it, it's a rough scene to watch. It's a rough scene what to watch. What I would have liked is when he arrives... They, he finds out he doesn't have any powers, and Lex pushes him into a grave that he's already dug for him, and said, "I, I have a room for you, Superman. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have to leave." And then yeah. he gets on his helicopter and he flies away. That's a Lex Luthor kind of. That's the extent of the evil is that Superman is now trapped underneath kryptonite, and then Richard comes back and, in turn, saves his life because Superman saved his. Yeah, that could have worked too. But yeah, it would have yeah. worked, and it would have been less 
traumatic for younger viewers and it wouldn't have felt so thematically off from all of the classic superhero superman stuff that he was doing just prior to this right right yeah um and so yeah i mean it, it is the scene that stands out the most in the movie for me as to why i don't like it because i am still trying to square that scene with everything else that they had presented up to that point which yeah lex luther was saying i'm gonna kill billions of people and it's all a land it's all a land deal and now i hate superman so much i'm gonna stab him (laughs) 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 to the point in which even the people you know even my girlfriend or whatever she is (laughs) (laughs) is crying while it's happening so, yeah, we, yeah. we will never agree. Steve <laughs> and I will never agree on this movie, and that's perfectly fine. And that's why we're getting a divorce. That's right, and I'm getting everything. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew you that would happen. son of a bitch, you. <laughs> <laughs> you monster. Why do you like to see people hurt Superman? I, w- I can't wait to see the paternity suit. <laughs> well, Mr. White, what makes you think that this child isn't your son? And then... <laughs> Jason White lifts up the entire bench of the, of the jury. <laughs> Richard pulls out a Thank gun. Thank you, Mr. White. That'll be all. <laughs> Richard pulls out a gun and just empties it into the kid's face and nothing happens. He's just sitting your, there like that. Oh. Your petition for no child support is granted. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Superman, may God have mercy on your soul. This court is dismissed. <laughs> you did a bad thing and you should feel bad. <sighs> All right. Okay, so now is the time where we recommend or not recommend a movie. Steve, yeah. what movie are you not going to recommend? Uh, oh, hey, before okay. we do this, I do yeah. have to say one thing. Please, please, please. Still better than Man of Steel. Funny you should mention that. And Batman <laughs> v Superman. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Funny you should mention that because it is my birthday. Yeah. So the movie I'm not recommending <laughs> is Man of Steel. Hooray! Now, here's the thing. As Jason and I have just been discussing, and we both believe this very, very sincerely, um, the fact that we disagree about Superman Returns does not affect our opinion of each other. I don't think that Jason is a bad person <laughs> because he doesn't like Superman Returns. And I don't, I don't believe that Steve is a bad right. person because he likes it. Exactly. So I just want to get that out there because... If you do like Man of Steel, you are a bad person. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> I would like to say now that he, all of us here at League Seating do not I, share the opinions as expressed by Steve Shives I, in the following segment entitled, Steve's Hate uh, Hates Everyone That Likes Man of Steel. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and this is going to be difficult to explain, but I'm going to try. I know intellectually that that is not true. Right? Mm-hmm. My brain, my rational mind tells me that it doesn't make someone a bad person if they like the movie Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I know that's true. Oh, God damn it. I know, I know that it's not, but I feel that it is. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it, you know, it's just, it's, 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 I mean, I, I do, I owe the movie something because me and Jason did our first live stream together uh that's true to talk about man of steel so i owe it that much and i can't say i can't say that i'm i wish it hadn't been made uh but <laughs> but it's it's like with, with superman returns i look at <sighs> Super, i look at superman returns and i think it's almost like they they took all these little things and threw them in there just for me 
I mean, there's the fucking, the, he, he comes back, his first big rescue is on a baseball game, and there's all the little references to stuff. I'm like, oh shit. NASA maybe, shit. NASA shit, yeah. It's like little references to stuff from the comics and the, 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 the Fleischer cartoons, and you know, there's all this stuff that I'm like, oh, they made this just for me, right? And I'm, the only, and I'm, the, I'm the only one who likes it, so they must have made it just <laughs> for me. Uh, and Man of Steel, it's like the exact opposite. It's like they said, let's take all the stuff about Superman from the last 80 years that Steve either hates or doesn't care about, and let's make the movie all about that. Let's have the first mm -hmm. hour take place on Krypton for some fucking reason. I, I still don't know why anybody gives a shit about anything that happens on Krypton. Um, <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. Because people don't uh, know that he came from Krypton. Yeah, it's like Krypton is, Krypton is, oh, hey, how comes he can fly and stuff? Always from another planet. That's the only reason Krypton exists. And that's, mm -hmm. that's all I need Krypton for. Okay, good, great. You know, all you need to know about Krypton is they blew it up. It's not there anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not important. Um, but anyway, so it's just, it's like the exact opposite of everything I would ever want in a Superman movie. It's grim and violent and sh totally humorless. Like you think Superman Returns is humorless. Superman Returns is like a fucking naked gun movie compared mm -hmm. to Man of Steel. You know what um, my review of it is? <laughs> what? Well, this is how it must have been pitched. Okay, it's the scene where Superman gets shivved, but it's the whole movie. <laughs> For two hours. <laughs> no one smiles or laughs ever in the movie. It's, it's the movie for people whose main complaint about Superman Returns, which is something that Jason, to his credit, did not say one time, mm. is that he doesn't punch anybody. I don't need him to punch yeah, anybody. Yeah, neither do I. So they, but for Man of Steel, they said, let's make a movie for people who want to see Superman punch people, or, as I previously stated, bad people. Mm -hmm. Re really, really just bad people. Right. Who are a danger to society and should be on a government watch list. And they should have their necks broken. They should have, they, which Superman from Man of Steel would happily do. Uh -huh. Because he's a monster. Um, you know, I don't the, think we brought this up, but that last scene where he kills Zod. Yeah. My Superman, the Superman that I like, the yes. Superman that I know, yes. would have stood in the path exactly. of those I-beams. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Um, or really any other Superman. Not just mm -hmm. your personal favorite Superman, like any other Superman. Oh no, you can Superman. go all the way back. George Reeves, everybody. Would, can you imagine George Reeves breaking some motherfucker's neck? Nope. No. <laughs> I just, no. But anyway, so I hate this movie. It's a bad movie. I'm glad that a lot of people didn't like it. And that a lot of people didn't like the sequel, which was somehow even worse. <laughs> like the, wor the, the best thing you can say about Man of Steel is, well, at least it wasn't as bad as the next one. Because mm. the next one was even worse. Um, but yeah, so if you, if, whether you like Superman Returns or you don't, um, my recommendation is to never watch Man of Steel because it's a very bad movie. And I'm mostly kidding when I say it makes you a bad person if you like it mostly thank god we did a special <laughs> a review on it so we don't have to come back to it 10 years oh god after yeah. a release yeah so yeah yeah it's not good it's not good so as you guys know i like to take a film from the same year as the movie we just reviewed and it's 2006 and the movie that i'm choosing is not a superhero movie hmm. it didn't make it to the top 10 but it's as far as i'm concerned one of the only movies that were worth a damn during 2006 no, i'm kidding but, I mean, Cars came out. I mean, 
Anyway, the movie <laughs> that I'm going to recommend is a dystopic future kind of sci-fi but not really movie called Children of Men. Oh, good movie. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron and starring Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, Chituel Ejiofor. I said it. <laughs> and uh, Charlie Hunnam. And it's about a future where no one can have no more babies. And people have gone crazy. And society is collapsing. And and uh, this guy finds out that there's a woman who's pregnant. And she's, he's got to get her somewhere safe. And it's probably best known for these very long single take shots. Which are amazing. Yeah. Not because they're long single take shots. But because Alfonso Cuaron knew how to utilize them so well. He uses them when he wants uninterrupted action or to make a point. There is a scene towards the end of the movie, I won't give it away if you haven't seen it, where that single take shot is beautiful. Even though the surrounding, it's just, I can't, I don't want to get into it, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, it is engaging, it is dark, it is gritty, it has a very specific intention. Don't expect a super happy ending because you're not going to get it, <laughs> but it's but it's a great movie. It's a great, great movie. So if you haven't seen it, Children of Men. There you go. So Steve, uh-huh. next show is my birthday movie. That's right, you get to pick the movie. And because Jason only likes good things, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose a movie that we wouldn't necessarily review on this show because it's not considered a classic. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people would consider this movie that we're going to direct. Uh, that we're going to direct. Oh That's boy, it, Jason. we're we're going to direct a movie for the. We're going to direct a movie. <laughs> awesome. That we're going to review is uh, a cult classic. It's inspired uh, a lot of filmmakers, including filmmakers like Wes Anderson. And it stars a number of people that I really, really, really like. Who, what people? I like uh, Peter Weller. Ooh. This is his first movie that I really saw him where I was like, oh, who's that guy? Also, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Same thing. I was like, huh, I don't know how this great guy right there. John Lithgow. Same thing. I oh. was like, wow, John Lithgow's in this. Oh, that's really great. Uh, Christopher, what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. I love him. He's good in everything. You know, he played Doc Brown. Chris Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. I wanted to say Christopher Walken. If Christopher Walken was in this movie, oh my God. Christopher but Walken who played Doc Brown. <laughs> the movie is about a super scientist, uh, brain surgeon, physicist, rock star, who uh, saves the world from aliens that are evading from another dimension. What dimension are they invading from? The ninth one. <gasps> The movie we're going to review next is a movie that is primarily responsible for how I was all throughout my teenage years because <laughs> I dressed like Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> <laughs> the movie we're going to review is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Ninth Dimension. So, if you want to get all the jokes and you haven't seen it, then please watch that movie before our next review. <laughs> Hooray! Yay. I have one last announcement. <gasps> so we've been very self-indulgent on this show, haven't we, Steve? We have. We have, yeah. We do baseball movies because we both love baseball. We absolutely. 
you know, we both uh, just did our birthday shows because we do birth do, do, do birthdays. For sure. Don't get us wrong. We hurt ourselves on a regular basis. We do. Valentine's Day is never a good day on no, this show. Never. Because we always do something that hurts as yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Since we've been so self-indulgent, it's that time of year because I'm making it a yearly thing. <gasps> it's time for viewer's choice. Oh, boy. Hey, everybody. If you have a movie that you want us to review, then please, this is only for the patrons. Sorry, people who just listen. If you want to vote, go ahead and become a patron. It only costs a dollar. But if you want to vote, then please go to your Patreon account. Send me a message saying what movie you would like us to review. Now, remember, this movie doesn't have to follow our stupid rules. It could be a movie that was, it could be a movie that was released this year. A hundred years ago, whatever movie that you feel you want to hear us do what we do to it, mm. please leave that in your... Uh, send me a message through Patreon and let me know. Now, if I get a wide spectrum and there isn't a clear winner, in, in other words, someone has voted for more than one, I will take all of those and randomly select the one that we will we will do. But we can only do it if you send it in. Last year was Dune. Yeah. And that one won because several people wanted us to review Dune. And we had a good time doing it, didn't we, Steve? Yeah, that was a good show. But if you guys are like, I'm going to shut these guys up and you want us to review something awful that you think we'll hate, send that in. Oh, boy. If it's a personal favorite, you want to know our opinion, send that in. Whatever you want, please just send it to us. So remember, patrons only, let us know, and that will be a review that's coming up as soon as I get all the entries. So thanks. For listening to yet another contentious episode of Late Seating. <laughs> I have been Jason Harding, and please see a movie this week. And I've been Steve Shives. Do you know the story of Prometheus? No, of course you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, how presumptuous. It also conveniently happens to be, you know, a mural in the side of this boat for some reason. It's right behind you. See, there's a god, and he brings fire oh, yeah. down, well, no, I, and I, he gives it gives it to the people yeah. and the gods get angry and they, they do you know the story of Prometheus well, I, do you yeah. know hey Lex do you know what happens to Prometheus after he does that I didn't read to the end I just got to the part where he stole the fire they chain him to a rock and li and buzzards uh, tear out his liver what? every day for the for I guess eternity since he was a god Okay, that well, that's not in the mural though. You see the mural. Yeah, it's not in the mural because it's kind of icky. But you want to be Prometheus, uh -huh. and I just need to tell you that's what happens to Prometheus. Oh, but what did I, Lex Luthor from Superman Returns, do to deserve such a terrible fate? You tried to kill billions of people. Oh yeah. You're gonna stab Superman with a, a kryptonite shiv? I totally am. Yeah. You're gonna molest children. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's I get good it. enough. The, the buzzard picking thing. You're right. That's uh... good. Now get on the rock. All right. Here I go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening. <laughs>